What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 155 of Ghost in the Night, a hauntings and paranormal podcast. I am Phil, as always, the big sexy man to my left. If you're watching on YouTube Live, is Travis. Say hi to the pat masses. Hello, everybody. Have you ever wanted to just sit back, relax, play a nice fucking Dungeons and Dragons style game of Magic the Gathering trading card game and then get butt fucked, but you're in charge? And then also. Just be a batshit crazy fucking douche twat. I'm going to have to clip the shit out of this. Then this is the episode for you. All right. Tonight, we are talking about the Beast 666. The world. Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> yes. No. I mean, I'll, I I'm could not. do an episode on Marshawn Lynch. The evilest or most wickedest the man. The most wickedest man. Alive. Or whoever lived. He's not alive. Alistair. He's alive in our hearts. Motherfucking Crowley. That was my Samuel Samuel L. Jackson impersonation. Well, how was it? You didn't say motherfucker. I did. Enough. I said Alistair motherfucking Crowley. Yeah, but you didn't put the motherfucker. Oh, damn it. All right. But, and before we get started, we are aware that there are two different ways to say his name. I have grown up saying Crowley. Yeah, okay. Well, I, go, I mean, from what, I, from what I've heard, like it's like people that... Like dive too deep into this motherfucker that say Crowley, and then it's from a couple writings where like he like poems and shit where he he rhymed Crowley with like unholy and shit. I learned something today. I've heard that. Uh, I prefer Crowley because because Ozzy Osbourne's never been wrong. Exactly, and the only time you can understand that some bitch is when he sings. Ice cream and the dog shit and a Mr. Crowley. However, I from my research, which is on the Facebook story, if anybody saw that, I put it a face. I've put a Facebook story on the Ghost of the Night page. I saw that. I was like, wow. like nobody fucking saw it, but I put it I up saw there. It. I watched it. I think I had four views. The post did pretty well. Yeah, um, I did in my vast research for this episode. I think we are wrong. A boot. His last name. I think he pronounced it Crow Crowley. Well, he's and dead. Here, I also why. misspelled his name on all the fucking That's okay. uh, posts and thumbnails and shit. So he's fucking dead. Who cares? We did it phonetically. That's how it should. Actually, he spelled it wrong. It should have been. A it should be. I think it should be A L I S T A I R. That's how I spelled it wrong right there too. Yeah. Uh, like Alistair Overeem. And we'll get into this, but there is a business that his family was in. That we'll talk about that kind of will clear it up, and when we get to that part, I'll bring it up why it's Crowley. It has something to do with the family business. Yes. Or oh, that proof, makes sense because of branding and shit. Right. That makes sense. Okay. As proof that so, but I'm going to say Crowley, and if it offends you that I say Crowley, that go e fuck yourself. That email is GTIN podcast. GITN. What I say? GTIN. Damn it! You gave him a real podcast. He really worked backwards. No, I was giving him a wrong one so they'd have a hard time fucking sending it to him. Why? I want to see those no. emails. But that is what we're going to cover today. Alistair Crowley was he the wickedest man on him that ever lived? I think what? he was just fucking crazy. Was he the Antichrist? No. Was he Putin's the Antichrist? Was he just misunderstood? Or was he a con artist? See, but is it being misunderstood if that's what you want? Or did he just? Back up into it, and we're going to... Or was he, was he Agent 666? He's a, I will say this about Aleister Crowley. No matter what you think about or what you've heard or what you know about Aleister Crowley, he is a fascinating song bitch by, by any stretch of any imagination. He's fascinating. 
to a certain extent. There's just too much. There's too much information about his life to not be intriguing. Right. I mean, he's I done. Will, he's been everywhere. He's done fucking everything. But also, he's had all the STDs. Oh, yes. But I also wonder of this story of what we've researched and learned as of here in 2021. How much of it is also blown up? Oh, dude, it's it got to be. Is overstated or has just the whole telephone game? Well, it's not. Like, there's have- not a lot of like, like the only shit that is recorded from his life is shit that he clearly wanted to be recorded. Oh, so he, he wrote. He wrote all this shit down. And we'll, and he, kind of- yeah, and for as poetic as he was in his everyday life, he apparently was not a very good poetry writer. His poetry books did not get rave reviews. Well, because I think he had like six, like actual published, strictly poetry books. Because I actually have a full poem that was never published. It's from a poetry book that was never published, and there it was. He kept it with him until he died. We gotta do a shot before we get started. We're gonna do a shot and get this party started. Ric Flair drip. All right, Alistair Crowley, let's get it started, was born Edward Alexander Crowley on October 12th, 1875. Now, do you have the uh, serendipitous thing of 1875? Uh, I heard about it, but I... I have it. Go ahead. And t- well, um, okay, go ahead. Well, because we it's serendipitous because 1875 was also the same year that Madame Blavatsky right. founded the Theosophical Society, which... Is kind of like the 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 forefront, the groundworks of modern occultism, right. in a way. Mm-hmm. And Crowley actually himself said that that was not a coincidence; it was a path to his occultism. Right, and there was another synchronicity thing with that year as well that I didn't write down. Uh, but he died. It was the year that the grenade shaped butt plug was uh, was oh. first made out oh. of out of granite. I'm surprised he and did obsidian. Not I'm surprised he did not invent and patent this shit. That shit. It weighed four and a half kilos, and it was exactly nine and a half. It, it, it was carved from a single nine and a half hectare piece of granite with a nice little of obsidian right on top. Um, That's going to be good on the audio. Oh, oh, don't worry. I'll have to take it out. You just make my heart. I'm not even. This episode, Does it peak when I do that? No, yeah, we're good. A little bit, but it's okay. Uh he died December 1st, 1947. <laughs> uh, he was an Eng- he Had was- a pretty long life considering what we're going to talk about tonight. He was English. He was born in London. or well, He was actually born in Royal Leamington Spa, Wilkeshire. Uh, but he was a uh, cultist, ceremon- ceremonial magician, poet, a, po- a painter. Attempted. He was a painter. He was a painter. He a was a novelist. mountaineer. A mountaineer, a novelist. He was a jack of all trades. Master of none, except baiting. He, that he did. He, <laughs> he got that down to a... He was, he was a master of catching nuts, too. Yes. Uh, he, some of, we'll kind of go over some of his highlights here. He's noted for a lot of things, but he did found his own religion. He did. And it was called The Lima, or The Lima. I like to say the Lima, but it's the Lima. Every time that I was researching it, all I could hear in my head was like I saw him with like 
from the thumbnail with the hat, the Thalima hat and all yeah. that shit, doing the uh, the Indiana Jones Thalima, which is an esoteric and occult society and spiritual philosophy and religious movement. That's the most syllables Phil has ever said in one sentence in his entire life. Yeah, Crowley asserted or believed himself to be the prophet of a new age, and this was given to him by the Egyptian god Horus. Uh, based upon spiritual hawk. spiritual experiences he had in the Great Pyramid. Which he, we will get to. We were going to go dive deep into that with his then-wife, Rose Kelly. Uh, eventually... I did it for a baby, but Kelly. Basically, the Lima's basic, basic principles are, do what thy will. He wrote a book uh, called Book of the Law in the Pyramid. But the whole concept, and basically, to put it simple... The book of the law is basically the Lima's Bible. It's yeah, a, kind of thing. It's the it, it's the there's it's the first of uh, three or four books that make up the Lima, but that's three. like the, the, the three, yeah. that's the 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 Bill of Rights to the Constitution. It's it's the linchpin. It got the ball rolling. Uh, but basically, the whole concept of the book and of this religious movement, spiritual occult practice, whatever the hell you want to call it, was do what thou wilt. Which, if you've Listen to it's fucking jumping again. Which you, if you listen to anything we uh, have or listened to past episodes of this podcast, when we've talked about Satanism, if you've dived into Satanism, any that is basically Satanism ripped that off him because that is a big concept in the Satanism movement. You are the do what do whatever the fuck you want as long as it. Well, when did the Satanic Church? Found was that founded sixty four, sixty five in the mid. Well, it makes you wonder how long it's actually been around. Oh, I'm sure, but here, there's some people. I mean, think you would think Crowley, it, would, it would almost have like Satan, Satanism, and Satan worship has to have been around. Oh, it has almost been. as long as modern religion, but modern, as long as the Bible, modern day Satanism kind of takes Crowley's. Work. And this is one reason why. That's why everybody thought he was a fucking Satanist. And he kind like, he wasn't, but he wasn't not. If you go by the principle of what fundamentalist Christians think, yes, technically. Because basically, their, their whole concept, if you're not with us, you're against us. Yeah. If you don't believe what we believe, you're a Satanist. But uh, basically, they ripped him off. He Even this concept of do what thou wills, he ripped off, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, that's Hindu. That's Buddhist. Buddhism. 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 That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, but this, basically, the concept of this book and this religion was everybody is a star, as in star being type. Yeah. We are at one with the universe. We're all a star. We take up a space, an area of space, and we are unique in our right. own ways. Yeah. Right. And everybody has their path. <clears throat> and you have the right to go with your path, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Yeah, but, I mean, see, and that's the fuck part of it is like that's theoretically what it says but at the same time theoretically if you follow it word for word it also says it basically tells you like if you feel like murdering somebody that's cool too if they wrong because that's what you want to do if they wrong you you have then that's a big part of satanism you know you have the right to you know strike back if somebody's wrong but anyway that this is omerta uh (laughs) But those are the principles of the Lima, which is, you know, one of the many things that he is known for. And that is how Satanism gets brought into this. I mean, there's some other things, you know. Anytime you deal with the occult, there's a certain number of people, a certain portion of the population is going to think you are a Satanist. So is the mafia occult? 
Because they live by Omerta, the rule of honor is a wounded man shall say to his assailant, if I live, I will kill you. If I die, you are forgiven. Yes. I mean, it's all, everything is, like I've said a million times, even the church, the Catholic church, religion, modern day Christianity, and by definition is a cult practice. Yeah. And you believe in something supernatural, super, that you can't explain or document 100%, it is the occult. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say because of the the comment says angels have no choice but to be demons when they get kicked out of heaven. But if you go by this theory, all of it is the same thing. Yeah. Whatever it is, we don't understand what it is, but all of it, angels, demons, ghosts, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, it's all interdimensional beings that we'll never understand and are on a plane, work on a plane that we don't and never will, so it's just a thing. Right, okay. That's, that's just kind of a summary of Aleister Crowley in a nutshell. Good night, everybody. Let's butt fuck him with the facts. No, let's uh, get dive a little bit deeper. Let's talk about his childhood. We should and, not have written this in pencil and reflect. And his early life. He was born into a wealthy family in Workshire. His parents were fundamentals Christian, and they were members of the Plymouth Brethren. Now, well, they were originally Quakers. Yeah, originally before, before the kids came around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I think his mom was wasn't his a, dad was a Quaker. Okay, yeah, that's right. But his dad left the Quaker faith because he didn't right. think that they were strict enough. Yes, his father was Edward Crowley, and he was a rich man. He he was a preacher, a trained trained engineer yes but he made his money in his family's from his shares of his family's successful yeah he was an engineer that never actually had to work right he was retired before alistair crowley right. was before a, was any born. of the kids were born he was retired but basically all his money came from his shares in his family's brewing company called crowley l original they made beer but this is why i say it's crowley because the branding the the brand does it the, have the little thing over the o no, it has uh, crows in the. Oh, I didn't even look. I didn't even yeah, think to look. I that heard up. that. I I forget where I saw that. But in the logo of the brewing company, there were crows. So, odds that's are, still Crowley though. That doesn't sound right, Mister Crowley. I agree. So we we will go either way. The only way that sounds we, right is if you fucking will, fuck up the tuning on the guitar, Mister Crowley. We will play both sides. We will go both ways. And that is fitting with this episode. Foreshadowing. Uh, like I said, his parents were fundamentalist Christian. His mother, Emily Bertha Bishop, uh, was kind of a twat. Bertha. Her name is Bertha. <laughs> but they were so religious. And the Plymouth Brethren is one of the, kind of like the Seventh-day Evangelist. Yes. They believe word for word this is the the Bible is one hundred percent factual? You follow it to every period. Well, it all it is, it is also the Plymouth Brotherhood Brethren is also considered a evangelical subsect, right? Just like the Seventh Day Adventists, right? I mean, or Sixth Day, whatever the fuck. They did not believe in having any kind of fun, right? No drinking, no sexy times. Man, the internet is just butt fucking us today. Yeah. That's all right. We apologize. Hi, Jenny. We apologize, everybody, for the horrible internet connection. God damn, it's fucking on out again. Yeah. So you can go back and listen to this. Uh, we'll just keep rolling with it. But Emily, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Where was I at? Oh, shit. We crashed. Well, fuck. Oh, oh. 
Oh. What the fuck is happening? I don't know. We crashed. We're crashing. We're crashing. We're crashing. We're green again. Well, hopefully it'll pick back For up. For now. Hopefully the uh, there will be, if I have to, I will repost this up on Facebook because we are recording a video of it anyway. So I apologize, everybody, for this. Maybe Crowley uh, has uh, pissed everybody off. We pissed Crowley off. But there was no books allowed in the house. Except, except the one, Bible. Except the Bible. They would read the to all the children. A Bible verse a night. Or a day breakfast. breakfast. After breakfast. So the best part of waking up is a Bible in your cup. Is a priest in your butt. Happy, yeah. Uh, But every day they had to read the scripture. As a good Christian family should. Nothing bad has ever happened stemming from an overly Christian upbringing. We've learned this. Not the blueprint for making serial killers. Not or, a single person. Or whores. No, no, never happened. But Crowley was actually good old. He was going by Edward at this time. He did not change his name to Alistair for a while yet. But so Eddie Jr. was actually on board. He was a devout member of this Christian faith. He also hated his mom. He hated his mom, loved his daddy. He was a daddy's boy. But unfortunately, his father died at, when Crowley was 11 from tongue cancer. I have a question. How bad was south of the border on Bertha for him to die? There goes again. Right? Like, Yeah. I mean, some serious shit went down. I don't know. I've, I've never even heard of. Like, I knew tongue cancer was a thing. I've never heard of anybody that died of tongue cancer. Yeah, I don't know. Man, uh, the internet is just butt fucking us. Yeah, sorry guys, but uh, this started him down, started him questioning everything with when he lost his father because he was really super close to his father, loved his father, idolized his father, and uh, this started questioning him, questioning the faith and defying the church as all teenagers will do eventually. You know, whenever they find masturbation, I mean, I will make the argument that all they all should do, but that's just me. He started smoking, started drinking, started jerking. Started fucking shortly after. Right. Uh, he lost his virginity at 14-ish <laughs> from a hooker. A sex professional. Uh, same, same. Well, I guess there is. Now, he there is a story that he wrote about, and this is a fascinating, interesting story. Uh, at 15... He banged the maid, one of the maids, because like we said, this family was, he was wealthy. Uh, and oh, I will, we will say, he did get an inheritance inheritance from his father's death, but he did not get that yet. He did not get it till he was 20 or 21. I think it was 20. But at 15, he banged the maid in his mother's bed. And uh, mommy caught him, scolded the woman, fired her, kicked her out. And then she fucked him instead. Probably. I don't know that. He did not say that. I did not hear that. But she, apparently this maid... That's how you nip that in the bud. If you want your kids to stop having premarital sex at a young age, try to fuck them. Right. And it goes one of two ways. Either their dick will stop working for no less than five years, or you've got a serious fucking problem on your hands, and you better hope your gene pool is very deep. Right. Uh, where was I at? Oh, uh, 
uh, this maid was so uh, she couldn't get work because Bertha was out there telling everybody she was a whore. Yep, and so she changed her name. She's a godless whore. She changed her name and turned to prostitution. Now, this is where the story gets interesting. Not uncommon back then. No. Uh, according to Crowley in one of his, in his writings. His it, many, many writings of many, many forms that it, didn't really sell very much at all. It is rumored that she actually became the, I heard the first or at least one of the victims of the infamous Jack the Ripper. Jack the Ripper. And I'll kind of go into this now. We're going to jump around a little bit. Uh, later on in life, or a few years later, Crowley actually says he met Jack the Ripper. And it was a gentleman by the name, I think, Stephen Dunstan. Is he on the list? What do you mean on the list? As a possible suspect? Yeah. Yes, he was actually a suspect. Now, Dunstan. <laughs> it was the royal Oh, I'm family. sorry, Robert Dunstan Stevens or Stephen, uh, whatever. It we'll call him Robert. It was the royal family. He was a black magician who gave. Now, is that the traditional spelling of magic, magic or magicica? Uh, this is traditional. Okay. Crowley came up with the K. Magicica? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Robert told him that he was the, because they were both Freemasons, and Robert told him that he was Jack the Ripper. He entrusted him with that. Because that's what you do. Well, it's without getting too much into it, the orders of Freemasons, you know, you're supposed to keep your brother secret. So it's not out of the question. There we go again. Jesus. I don't know. What is the fucking issue, internet? I don't know. We're not having a good internet night. Uh, but he did prove, he gave him proof. He gave him, I heard five articles of clothing or five scarves type things that had blood on it. And I also heard he gave one, he, which not proof of anything now, but the interesting thing is Dunstan was actually a suspect. However, the police or whatever they're called over in London, the bubbies, uh, ruled him out because he was actually in an insane asylum for some of these murders. But he checked himself in. Now, there are those, there are some people that believe he could very well possibly be Jack the Ripper, and he checked himself out to give him self alibi, and he could come and go. Which, possible. I don't know. Of course, didn't, yeah. I think, didn't they have some new evidence in that? Really? I don't know. I, don't know. I still, still, still kind of support the idea, the theory that the royal family is behind it. It's very possible. Now, that's just a side note, but that's, it's an interesting side note. Now, him and Mommy Dearest did not get along. They hated each other. They argued a lot. That's yes. actually where he got his nickname. Yes, I was just going to cover that. Uh, she's the one who gave him the nickname The Beast. You little beast. You know, you're, she walks in her bed, and she, he's tagging the maid. Of course she's going to call him a beast. She was a good fundamentalist Christian. She wasn't call, going to call him a motherfucker. I was going to say, it's not like she's a fucking, like, a... a, a, a a middle-aged mom from Southside Boston, right. where she she's gonna be like you little antichrist or beast. She's not gonna walk in like you fucking cocksucker, motherfucker, you. But I also uh, read that it was a weird. She was like that. She would call him a beast, cuss him out, not cuss him out, but tirade, give, go on tyrants about tyrants mm-hmm. about him, how bad he is. And then five minutes later, she was doting on him, saying how much she loved him. And so, so was, mom's bipolar, right? So, but he hated her. Now, later on during his school days, it he figured something out. 
He liked the women and liked the boys. He liked pe- the peenie and the vagini. Yeah, he was bisexual. He was. Yes, he was. A uh, lot. He was even quoted, I think he wrote this down in one of his books, which I didn't get to, I'm going to paraphrase the quote, but referring to his first homosexual experience. Yes. Oh, yeah. He said it was, if you have the full quote, I'll kind of give the paraphrase. It was the most painful, but also the most beautiful experience of his life. This is true. So what does that tell you about old Ali? Uh... He's fucking crazy. Well, he already had gonorrhea by then, too. Uh, I'm pretty sure. It was his first mystical experience. Right. Which, but, well, in, there's there's not 100%. It's not 100% accurate that it was a, that he fucked a dude for that one. But there's a lot of shit that points to that, yes. Uh, most painful, would he took it in the ass. You don't have to, you don't have to fuck a dude to do that. It's called pegging. Some people call it love. He didn't get into anal to later with girls. You never know. I guarantee it. Unless Some it people start nice. early. But bottom line is, old Aleister Crowley, the beast 666, the most wickedest man that ever lived, was a power bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because that was in 1896, and in 1897 was when he had the relationship with uh, what was his name? Uh, Herbert Pollitt. Uh, there's so many names. This is the one that I guess it, this relationship meant a lot to him because I have the whole, I have a poem or at least a, a section of a poem that he wrote about Herbert Pollitt that was never published because it was in the book of poetry and shit that he kept with him until he died. Because I wrote this down because it's interesting because I don't understand how he was like, how do you go down such a crazy road and how do you end up being such a poorly selling fucking poet? Because he very he had a very poetic way about him naturally. Because this is what he wrote about Herbert Pollitt. He said, <clears throat> Pollitt was rather plain than otherwise. His face was made tragic by the terrible hunger of the eyes and the bitter sadness of the mouth. He possessed one physical beauty, his hair. Its color was pale gold like spring sunshine and its texture of the finest gossamer. The, what is that word? I don't even know. Oh, the relation between us was that ideal intimacy, that ideal intimacy which Greeks consider the greatest glory of manhood and the most precious prize, prize of life. Then that's one of your exes that you weren't even with for that long. Uh, I mean, but he was young. He had a way with words. Oh yeah, there was no doubt. Like, was- literally every quote I read from him is just like masterfully said, was- which is. Probably why he gained the notoriety that he did because he was a smooth talking some bitch that was willing to fuck you no matter what you had. I mean, there's no arguing this fact. Aleister Crowley was probably was a genius. He was off the charts when it comes to intelligence. It's either that or he was perfectly crazy. I think he was perfectly crazy for the American. He fact. definitely came um, up in the right time. I Turn th- of the century was the perfect time for this guy. I mean, he was very intelligent to the point of being crazy. We've all met those people that are so smart, they think they're crazy. Or they act crazy because of their the way they're so smart. Because we are idiots and we look at these fuckers and say, what? What did you just say? What are you looking at? You seeing shit? Is it raining? 
I don't think so. I don't hear nothing. But he, there's no doubt he was a super smart guy. Smart like a fox. Now, I have to say, this might come, bear with me, people. He was a bisexual by, no, and mm-hmm. by definition. Yeah. I'm kind of a little jealous. For, uh, which doesn't make sense because well, he was a sociopath. I mean, I don't. And here's my problem with bisexuality. This is going to get me in trouble probably. But hang with me, folks. It's going to have a good ending. We're going to have a happy ending here. I don't have a problem with bisexuality for on a moral reason. I just think they should pick a fucking team. It's not fair to me when I go into a bar, if I was a bisexual, everybody has potential. As a heterosexual man who likes the fairer sex, that cuts my shit in half. Well, yeah, but I mean, and if you yeah, look but like what this, if you're asexual? If you looks like this, if you look like this, it cuts it down even more. Yeah, but what if you're asexual? Then everything's off the table. I'm just saying, pick a goddamn team. Or pansexual. I mean, I think bisexuality is the way to go. Actually, when you think about it, you get everybody's potential. I mean. Phil, I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna get canceled, but I'm not. I see where you're coming from. I'm not. I mean, it's. I wish I was attracted to men. It opens up a lot of shit for me. But unfortunately, you can't. Not to steal from Andrew Dice Andrew Dice Clay, which I just I will right now. I can't look at a man's hairy ass and find love. Unfortunately. <laughs> you I just wish you just said you wish you found men attractive. Who'd have thought? Which is we'll fine. Cook. That's we'll, fine. Like I've been, I've, I've stated my point of view on this plenty of times. I don't give a fuck who you want to fuck or love. No, I don't either. I don't care. I'm just jealous. It's, but I'm man, jealous. who would have thought that Alistair Crowley was going to be the, uh, the the catalyst for for Phil just just bearing his soul? Well, no, I'm just saying I'm jealous. I wish I did, but I don't. Unfortunately, I'm just not wired that way. It's never too late to learn. <laughs> is that you teach old dogs new tricks. You. Ha- you can show old dogs new dicks. You, you keep calling me old. No, I'm just saying it's... I hope she's still in here. I hope Phil's mom's still in here. No, I'm just saying... I, I have no problem. Well, if she is, she already threw the... whatever she you threw, want to She threw the remote I was being, through the TV and it got was a, the fucking Bible. Yeah, yep, she's still here. No, mother, I do not like men. I'm all hetero. I don't like women too much. But I'm just saying... But it is kind of a weird way to look at it. And I think... And that goes into this time period. This was against the law. At oh, yeah. Same-sex marriage, same-sex relations, all that I shit. I mean, Os- was Oscar Wilde, you know, he went to jail. He was tried for this. Yeah. Because he liked the pee-pee. Oh, dude, yeah, there's people that were killed over this. And I think that that is a lot of the issue with Aleister Crowley at this time, at this time frame. Yeah, there was people that, you like, there was multiple, like, I'd say probably thousands of people that were killed because of that. Right. Now, if, oh, Alistair came up in 2021, you know, he's uh, normal in that regard. Actually, he's put up on a pedestal in that regard to a certain extent. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't even say normal. I'd say more normalized, well, more accepted. Right. Well, that's what I was getting Because at. it's, I would say that the LGBTQ plus community is it? What's the plus? Shit, don't, everything else. You lost me. I, I can't keep up with this shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I do have a question. 
Like Listen, all power, more power to all to everybody in that community. But there's there there's it's like every time I I see it pop up, it's changed. So I just go with LGBTQ plus. I do have a question, and this is a legitimate question. What? This is my problem with it. I don't have a problem with the acts and everything. Do what you do, but they changed. What's queer now? What is queer? It's not what it was when I was younger. It means something totally different. I think it's a model of Volvo sedan that they never put out. Really? Yeah. So somebody fill me in. What exactly is it? The Volvo Queer 2.9 Turbo. They only made a rally car and that was it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know the exact definition. I, I know but, I know that it's its own independent thing and, it, you know, again, I'm not more trying power to, to you. I'm but. not trying to be dis- disrespectful by any stretch. I just want to know what the definition is because I know it's not the same as what it was when I was, when I was a kid. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm fucking. Ex. I'm. I'm. I'm a considerable number of years younger than you. Right. And you. And like even I, like it. It's different from when I was a kid. Right. So I don't know. So I. I don't. I don't know. Like. Like I said, live your life. Be happy. Like. Do you, boo boo? Yeah. But I. I don't. Fuck. That's why I said like LGBTQ plus works for me, because there's. If nothing else, I don't want to fuck up the order. (laughs) I mean. Sure. I don't even. I, I honestly don't know what the full extended acronym is at this point. It, I never was good at acronyms anyway. Yeah, which like it, go for it, man. Whatever, whatever, do whatever, whatever, whatever letter you describes you and that makes you happy. As long as you're happy and you're not and nobody's getting hurt, do it. Be whatever you want to be. Do whatever you want to do. Do whoever you want to do. I love. I have nothing but love for you. Yeah, just don't be a fucking dick. Well, I just want to say don't be a dick because we can all be dicks. Don't be a piece of shit and we're good. I mean, it's all good. Unless unless there's a, a POS in that acronym now. Um, I, I identify as piece of shit. I will not accept that as an identity. Piece of shit does not count. All right. So uh, old Alistair, we'll, we'll get back on track here, went to Trinity College at the uh, University of Cambridge from in from 1880 or 1895 to 1898 that was one of what like 17 colleges that he attended he was the van wilder of the turn of the century he uh here's how much of he studied philosophy but changed to english literature now here's how much of a cockbag alistair Crowley was there wasn't even a part in the curriculum at this college for english english literature they said you did a me fuck up there. English, speaking English, <laughs> English. Uh, I'll get canceled for that. Nah. Uh, the they uh, he basically said I want to do English. I almost said it again English literature. They said we don't have that. Uh, okay, just go ahead, sit in your room and read books. That's basically what he did. He sat in his room, read books, which you, and I understand this. He was fast. He took in. He was a sponge. He didn't have this opportunity at home. Mm-hmm. Unless it was the Bible, right? So he immersed himself in literature and was very well read. That's all he did. He did start playing some chess, and apparently it was pretty damn good. Thought about turning pro at one point. Yeah, he actually didn't. He get a he got somebody to actually begin a uh a a chess club at one of those schools. Because of him. Right, yeah. And I know at one of the schools, he actually kicked the shit out of the president of the chip. At, uh, he went and said, hey, I'll play you. 
the president, who's the best player apparently, kicked his ass. I wonder if he fucking. He was like, "You fucked me at a at a dorm party last week. If you don't let me win, I'll tell everybody." But like he put, it's reported that he played two hours every day. Which you know, I don't do anything for two hours every day other than fucking sleep and work. That's true. But he also at this time I don't even watch the same fucking like watch the same thing for more than two hours. He also at this time started to show an interest in mountaineering. If that's even a word. Which it is. Which that one took him pretty fucking far in life, really. Like he could have just stopped at that. He could have made a career out of that. Yeah, he was uh, very accomplished. He made his name by, uh, in 1897, he made his first ascent of the Mach without a guide, which really, whatever mountain range that is, I don't know, uh, without a guide, which gained him a lot of respect. They held, him and somebody else held the record on K2. He had several records. Yeah, but he held. Least, well, back then. He held, he, they climbed. Uh, he was the first one to climb K2, wasn't he? I don't think One he of. I, I think don't, I don't, he might have been the first. I think I know him he and, held the record him and his for a partner while. were the first to right. summit. I think. But, but I don't think they summited. They but they held the record. Mm. I, I, oh yeah. Well, and then they well they were the were they the first ones to summit? The, what was the other one? Klechna or whatever the fuck in India. Kesjunga. Yeah, this is in India, isn't it? And it's supposed to be like the most dangerous peak to summit. Right. And this is that is the one that kind of fucked them up for fucked his career up. Let's go ahead and talk about that one. Uh, this in 1905, oh, uh, they he was asked to lead a group on this Kachachunga expedition, and Crowley agreed. They climbed Big Chungus, basically. Crowley agreed to join this because, as the climbing leader, he would have the opportunity to break. I guess his altitude record had been broken, and he would get the chance to retake that altitude record. But if he accomplished this, so he said he had a chance to take a lot of things in his life. Yeah. So uh, apparently said, I'm down. Let's Mostly do it. Mostly cack. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, on July 31st, the group took off and started the expedition. Didn't take th- take long for things to go sideways. Because apparently Alistair was a bit of a cunt. We're talking about the Brits. We can which, say is, which is funny. Well, it's funny, though, because... I saw a lot of other things that apparently he had a really good sense of humor and he was actually a pretty fucking nice guy for the most part. But I think what it is when he's on... I think, well, I think what it is is, A, he had a huge fucking mental cock about his mountaineering right. expeditions, and I would imagine anybody can be a little edgy when they're fucking 20,000 feet right. off the fucking above sea level and you can barely fucking breathe and it's negative 12 fucking degrees outside and you're... Dick, like the tip of your dick is stuck to your thigh, and your eyelids are fucking frozen shut, and you look like Mister Deed's uncle from that Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, apparently uh, the entire group found Crowley to be arrogant and brutal to be around. Apparently, mm. he yelled a lot. Oh, just remembered they did not summit K two. K two is the one where he got malaria and the flu, and right. they had to turn back. Right, but he gotcha. did, he got high enough to. Yeah, I think they hit like twenty thousand feet or something like right. that. Yeah. He held the record, but the entire I think the peaks at twenty eight. The entire group that he was on on this last ex- expedition thought he was a dick. A few people tried to take over, but Crowley said, "Nah, baby, I'm the man." See, if they would have waited like a hundred years, they would have thought twice about that. They would have ended up like that fucking soccer team in Chile. But those uh, those people or the Donner Party. Oh yeah, those people who uh, was trying to 
oust Crowley in the leadership role that he had, said, um, fuck it, we're out. And apparently, uh, there's a few different versions of this, whether they left or Crowley left, I don't know. I'm going to go with they left. They started going downhill. And apparently Crowley said, I wouldn't do that. He yeah, he, him, told, he tried to tell him because I guess it wasn't favorable conditions. Right, he said, don't. He told him, like, I, I wouldn't go if I were you. But he was that much of a dick. He said, they said, we're out of here. We'll chance it. And apparently, not long after they left, an avalanche happened. I would love to see how those situations go with English people. Like, we'd be like, fuck you, bro. You don't even fucking know. You go back and you fucking get in trouble. And then they're, the British are, like, just so much more calm and respectful. You'd be like, sod on then, mate. Fuck off, yeah. Now, not everybody left with these people. There were still a bunch, but the remaining people could hear the cries of these people. that They were still alive. And the story goes... Oh, after the avalanche? After the avalanche. Yeah. Alistair just sat in his uh, tent, drinking tea, and saying, that's what you get, bitches. I told you not to go. I mean, what the fuck else are you going to do? Uh, but apparently... You're not going to save him from the avalanche. The only We all know, it's been scientifically proven, the only way you can save a human being from an avalanche is with a St. Bernard with a fucking little tiny barrel of whiskey around his neck. Right. That's how it works. But apparently the uh, remaining people with Alistair decided to go help... Alistair said, I ain't doing it, and did not go. And this marked the end of his mountaineering career. Because after this, of course, nobody, and I mean nobody, wanted to go with him. Which, don't blame him. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that's the reason, because other than that, I could, like, could you imagine if you, could you imagine living a lifestyle where you just, at one point, were like, I'm bored of climbing mountains professionally. Right. Now, we ju- that's a little bit ahead in the story a little bit. And there is a possibility they pissed him off, and do you think maybe he did a spell and caused the avalanche, or did he have a fall cord? Well, that's what everybody—that's what everybody tries to say. Right. Odds are, when like literally, he could have just fucking taken like a half a stick of dynamite and thrown it fucking twenty feet up, and it would have done the same fucking yeah. thing. Okay, let's move back a little bit. Now, coming out of college, uh, he started to join. He was a Freemason, but he started to join a lot of secret societies, like the Freemasons, like the Freemasons. Uh, he also joined the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. And the Hermetic, a, the 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 Hermaphrodite Order of Golden Showers. Uh, this he did this at the age of twenty three. Uh, he was kind of tutored and brought into this by McGregor Mathers and Alan Bennett. That's Eminem's uh, great grandfather. Yes, isn't Alan Bennett the one you were talking about? His little, no, that oh, was no, no, uh, no, uh something burger bomb. Not to sound super racist, but like it, he was a Jewish man. Okay, I but, can't remember his fucking oh, that's name right. though. That was later on because anyway. that's there's there's we could talk about just that relationship yeah. that he had with that guy for a for whole an fucking night. Uh, the uh, Golden Dawn basically, I see, I secret society yes, but they're more. Basic ceremonial magic. They do have some Freemason philosophies and kind of the same structure. Uh, but they were basically, a, you know, practice ceremonial magic. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it just makes sense because we both know a lot of occult activities. Go on and A all. lot of people relate it back to Masonic roots. 
No, and the Golden Dawn originally at this time, well, it's still around. People say it's not around. It's still around. It's still around. Uh, the Golden Dawn was all about communing with the angels. It wasn't. It was white magic. If you, I hate to put those labels on white and black, you know, white. Especially magic. considering we don't fucking know what the labels mean. Right. Uh, well, the way it's white magic, the way. It, oh, my God. Speaking of. What? I, I wish he would have done it. Did you have you been paying attention to bro? Ohio at all? I Nick for bro. Ohio. Shout out. Bro. Ohio is into magic now. Oh, is he? Dude, he was just doing random fucking like Amazon magic tricks on their live stream last week. I was cracking the fuck up, dude. Like he had the fake thumb with the fucking handkerchief oh, and shit. I didn't. I, and like he's doing them while while I, Rob is talking and Rob's not even paying attention. He's just like, and I was just fucking losing it, dude. I, I was like, it's Alex, it's Nick Alexander Crowley. I did listen to it. I didn't watch it. Uh, where was I at? Uh, like they're oh, that's a good one. The golden, the, the, the hermetic, golden the hermetics, whatever the fuck of the golden dong. Yes, and apparently there was a little bit of that going on too. Uh, that's a that's an ongoing theme throughout old Alistair's life. Yes, uh, he was pretty high. You know, he he was taught pretty high up. Now, well, he's also just pretty high in general. But they want you to go through the steps. There's different degrees. Now, Alistair didn't have much of an attention span. <laughs> he was impatient, and. It was actually, they would not allow him, by this time at 23, he was a well-off man. Yes. You know, go ahead. And I know where you're going with this. Do you think it was impatience, or do you think that it was just a superiority complex? I think Probably he had, I, I don't even think, like, in my mind, I have zero doubt that he had a massive superiority complex, that he just, like, once he got his thought process, he just automatically thought and in his mind knew that he was above everybody around him in one shape, way, shape, or form. Um, yes and no, but in this aspect, they would not, you had to go a certain time. And he wanted to pay somebody to teach him these spells. We did have a live-in teacher. Well, that's what I'm getting to that. And to get around that, that was Alan Bennett. Yeah. Um, to get around that, he said, hey, Al. I got a place here. Why don't you come live with me? Mm -hmm. Rent free, and you teach me spells. Because they had to, you couldn't pay the higher ups to teach you stuff. No rule. Good rule. So this was a way to sidestep that. And apparently, they were just getting buck naked and doing wild parties and doing magic. Yeah. So this did not, uh, as we all do in our 20s, sit. To even though basically I think uh, McGregor Mathers was pretty much the Grand Poobah of the. Oh yeah, order. yeah. He um, was he was the I don't know if he was the founder, but he was he was like <laughs> he was the big swinging dick of the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he he liked Crowley. The rest of the some bitches did not like Alistair. Well, from what I read, they didn't like how quickly he rose through the ranks. That and uh, I forget the. There was like one. that's just don't be. I, I, I'm not saying that Alistair Crowley wasn't a fucking nutball, but don't be mad at him just because you guys fucking suck and he's following the he's well, following the path better than you are. It, there was one one particular. I can't. He was a poet. He's a famous poet. I can't believe I didn't write it down. I thought I wrote, wrote it down. Does that not sound like running water to you? That's the uh, furnace. Out no out there. Uh, I think. The furnace is right there. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I forget his name. I wish I would have wrote his name down. But he didn't like Crowley. because He was a poet. A famous poet. Yeah. And he, he you know. Alex, Edgar Allan Poe. No. I, uh, Robert Frost. No. 
Luke. No, I I could look at Holmes. Anyway, you know, because Crowley thought he was a good poet, and this guy said, uh, "You fucking suck, dickhead." Uh, yeah, the numbers would say that he was not right, and the whole order, other than Marsh or Marshall, Marshall Mathers, oh McGregor <laughs> Mathers, uh, the real Slim Shady. <laughs> yes, and there goes thought, the fucking internet again. Jesus, kind of thought that uh, Alistair would take it a little bit more to the dark side or the black side of the magic. And they were not down with that. But also, what the hell is that? I also think a lot had to do with uh, his bisexuality. Oh, yeah. They did not like him because he was openly, to them anyway. Well, from what I read, there was no question about that, that his right. bisexuality definitely right. bothered some of the members. Right. And that was one of the reasons why uh, they wanted him out. Now, they... Ref- one story I I saw, they McGregor went to Paris, I think, and left somebody in charge, some woman in charge. And Alistair was getting up there. He wanted to go to the next level, which would put him kind of in the inner sanctum. It would have put him. In, he would. It would have been the second level, or whatever. But he where he would get a little bit more knowledge and get a look at the ancient texts, supposed ancient texts. This lady said, "No, nah, you ain't doing it. No, nah, we ain't mm-hmm. doing it." So. What does old Ali do? He goes to Mathers. He goes to Mathers. And he, he ordains him he, or... Does he does what... Like, which I guess people had a problem with. Like, how the fuck are you going to have a problem with that? He went to the guy that is all of... Is the big dick and tells all of you what to do. And that guy felt it right to fucking promote him to the next level. So who the fuck are you to have a problem with it? Now, apparently, you know, Mathers told him, go back, tell him. I did this. Let's go. So naturally, the type of person Alistair was, he's probably a dick going in gloating. And they said, we don't give a shit. We're not accepting it. So McGregor, or yeah, Mathers told him, uh, take over. Mm -hmm. And so I guess he conned somebody into letting him, they wouldn't let him in. He conned somebody to let him in after hours and he changed the locks. It kicked everybody out. Now, it didn't go well. I guess they called the cops and basically threw Alistair out on his anus, which he might have liked. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was looking at it. I was like, why the fuck is it not up there? But it's on my phone. Sorry. Uh, But he, uh, you know, so it didn't end well. And they basically kicked out old... uh, McGath or Mathers as well. They kind of overthrew him. Yeah. So that was the start of his uh, magic career, magic life, whatever you want to call it. But, and there was one story, and this is kind of bullshit that we're going to get into the Bolskin house. Oh, he has a Bolskin house next, which is a fascinating story. But there's the one house made out of Bolskin. Yes, there's one story about when he was in one of the country of Spain or somewhere. Or He's literally been fucking everywhere. Maybe Mexico. Which story is it? I might know which one you're talking about. The uh, cloak of invisibility. We're talking some Harry Potter shit. I don't know what fucking. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But where apparently that was. he was he was working on this ritual to become invisible, and apparently he succeeded. And, okay, Al. But, but it really wasn't visibility. It was where people wouldn't pay attention to you. 
you weren't really invisible, but so just be fucking crazy. But apparently, he would walk around the streets in like a red robe and weird hat and shit. Of course, people aren't going to pay. Yeah, they're, they're just going to act look, like you're oh, not no, there because they don't feel like dealing with the shit. Uh, who's this crazy fucker? That's how that works. So, I guess the spell worked. Okay, now let's get into the Bolskin house. Now, this is the famous house on Loch Ness. The Loch Ness. I love how it they put it first. Like here, we're, well, I guess we do too. What? Lake Tahoe, Lake Michigan. Because Loch is just right. the Lake Ness. Oh, did you see why he chose Alistair, by the way? Uh, it was uh, some... It's the Gaelic form of Alexander. But that, it was spelled, they spell it completely different. There's a D. Well, I mean, that's how it works. That's what white people do. They take things and they spell it wrong, and they say it's okay, or they pronounce it wrong. Like we have, I say this all the time. It's not fucking LaCroix, white fucking soccer moms and Kroger. It's LaCroix. Just because you don't want, you're not French doesn't mean you can change the fucking pronunciation. I hate it. It's so annoying, dude. Like We're the only country that does that. You go other places, and they speak English for you in their country. And we're over here like, I love the Tangerine LaCroix. It's so good. Yeah, you know, fuck you. That's just because you don't have to deal with the French people directly. You don't walk up to a... You don't go into Yellowstone and be like... And go to, like, some guy that's, like, selling beaded jewelry that he hand makes. And you're like, I just want you to know... That my grandmother, I love your culture because my grandmother was 116th Navajo. And I just love the lifestyle of the Red Indian. No, you don't fucking say that, do you? No. Uh, but the Bolskin house was a manor in the south, on the southeast side of Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. Now, originally, there was a church built on that land. and uh, But apparently... It burnt down during the service and killed everybody inside. So, Sweet. So there is apparently some bad mojo going on at that on that land. Anyway, we've talked about this residual energy, you know. Like and this was way before Norwegian yeah. black metal was a thing. Yeah, but we know where they got their inspiration. Apparently, yeah. Fucking mayhem was wasn't even born yet. Uh, but there, that would definitely cause some. You know, there might charge the atmosphere if you want. A tad bit. The, the internet again. Damn. House that Crowley bought was originally built in seventeen sixty in the seventeen sixties by Colonel Archibald Fraser. Now Crowley Archie. Yeah, Crowley owned it from eighteen ninety nine to nineteen thirteen. Now he bought this place. He was looking to do a, a specific ritual. Yes. And he needed a certain place with certain criteria. And this house was perfect, almost like it was built for this exact ritual. Now I I, I can't pronounce the name of this ritual. I didn't, I didn't write Fuck. it down. But this I like pronouncing stuff. Uh, this was basically to ritual to bring down your guardian angels. However, to accomplish this, first you had to summon the twelve kings of hell or demons, and the bend, unnamed ones, and bend them to your will. Before your guardian angel would come down. Now, he threw... Because that's a fucking thing. Because if you believe in this shit and you believe in the fucking 12, the 12 kings of hell, yeah, because one dude, one bald guy with a big fucking nose and a stupid fucking face that's all hopped up on fucking heroin and cocaine, getting fucking mercury shot into his dick hole because he's got syphilis and gone a fucking Rhea, is going to sit there and look at these demons that are going to be like, you guys run hell? Guess what? Y'all my bitches now. 
Get down or lay down. Punks jump up to get beat down, pussy boy. I'm in fucking charge now. My name's Alistair Crowley. Suck my dick. Do what I say. Now, apparently, I will clip that out, and it'll just be nothing but bleep. It just doesn't make sense. Like I, I, I would, I'm going to overcome the power of the 12 kings of hell by myself, and I'm just going to go, hey, sit, stay. Peanut butter, balls, good boy, roll over, take the dick, go to bed. Now, apparently, this ritual took anywhere, I've heard two different time frames, six months to 18 months to actually do this ritual. And apparently, you could not have sex. You had to eat very little. And Aleister Crowley pulled this ceremony off? No, he did not. I was going to say, he literally fucked everything. He. Uh, How many people do you think he gave gonorrhea and syphilis to? Holy time. fuck. He could not complete this ritual, and he got. He said, ah, fuck it, I'm out. Now, Crowley said things went wrong, and he brought up something he could not handle, basically. And he went off and went to Paris. Oh, is this when... Uh, yes, this is. that's the ceremony that... Um, fuck, what was the name? There's a guy later on I th- that said... He said he was like, when Aleister Crowley did this ceremony, he unleashed everything that we know of today. today. Aliens, the Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, fucking Chupacabra. Literally, he said everything that we know of in the in the the paranormal or extraterrestrial or supernatural world was released by that fucking one ceremony that never got closed. Yeah. Um. But he moved to Paris. Now, whether or not this is real or whatever, it's very possible. And some people say that's what Loch Ness was. Is was the reason for it. And that's what brought Loch Ness too. I'd like to pay money to see see that to be there for that. Like I invoke the powerful spirits of thy underworld, fucketh the god and shit. I only want to talk to the twelve kings of hell. And you hear just you know fucking plesiosaur comes out of a fucking like like just comes out of the wall and like in the in the breakfast nook. And just like, and fucks everything up, and then like, flapper paddles its way out the fucking door, and just slides off into the into the lock, and is like, I shall live here forever and scare the children now. What do you have about tree fitty? Well, to touch on what you're talking about, how this opened up everything, Crowley in his journals or diary or whatever did a drew a picture of what we call lamb. No, what we call a gray. Yeah, lamb. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so this is very, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but I'm, fuck, I don't know. Because Lamb also, looks like he wrote a book of Lamb. Yeah. He also wrote a book of everything that, uh, fuck, what was the, what was the the Egyptian thing? Horus. God damn it. No, not Horus. Iowas. Yes, Iowas. Which is Horus's bitch. And it's also apparently uh, Aleister Crowley's personal guardian angel. Yes. Yes. Which, if you read into this shit... And we'll get, we're going to get to that next. Actually. Well, if you read into this shit, realistically, if you want to do some dark shit, the Egyptian culture is where you want to go. Because the Egyptian... like I mean, all of them do, but like, at least as far as what I've read into, there's I know more and have seen more about the fact that Egyptian religion, if you will, or... Th- theories and, and philosophies there's something for everything right a lot of it being bad 
Book of the Dead. They have Gods of the Dead. Horus. Fucking Ra. That's what made fucking Penny Dreadful so interesting. Right. Was when they killed that vampire and they peeled his skin back and it was fucking his 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 fucking like body plate was inscribed with uh, hieroglyphics. Right. Now, getting back to uh, the Volskin house, before we get, we're going to get into all that stuff next. The uh, Horus and Iwas. Was that after the house and Iwas? Uh, Not that it really yeah, matters. Just it was about this time, though. Okay. When he left the Balskin house, he went to Paris and where he met his wife. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. he left, at, that's immediately following this. Yeah. But after, uh, you know, oh, Ali left, and even during while he was doing this ritual, shit was going weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, caretakers went crazy. Oh, a child was died mysteriously, and they just got the fuck out. The And even since he has sold it, uh, the uh, next owner committed suicide in what was Crowley's bedroom. Uh, the people who owned it after that was a newly married couple. And after living there for a very short amount of time. That's much better. After a very short period of time, they said, fuck it. I hate your ass. I'm divorcing you. Well, I mean, do we want to jump ahead and then with the gonna, house? Then we're going to go. Yeah, we'll go next. In 1970. Ow. It was bought by one, the one and only... <sighs> Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. Now, it is no secret that Jimmy was way into Crowley, way into the occult. As as is tradition with rock and roll stars. Which, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper, he's on the cover. Ali, or Crowley is on the cover. As we said, the the Abbey of Thelema is, or as I said outside, is directly referenced by name in a Marilyn Manson song. Yes. Uh, and, of course, Ozzy Osbourne. Mr. Crowley. Black Sabbath. There's... Wah, wah, wah. I think there's... Uh, I mean, he's been... Uh, David Bowie. He's, he makes... Bowie a, had a lot of weird shit going on. Bowie, he makes appearances in Bowie songs. But Paige was balls deep into Crowley. He bought, literally bought his house. Bought his house. He had a whole book... He had a, it said bookstore of nothing but Crowley's work. Yeah. Uh, but. Which is crazy because I'd, I'd like to see what he had in that store because I know there's one, I believe it, it's an Aleister Crowley book that is so ridiculously rare that like you can't find it. And if you do, you cannot get your hands on it for less than like a grand. Yeah. Uh, but Led Zeppelin, we talked about this earlier. Jimmy Page and Robert Plant wrote Stairway to Heaven. Inside the house. They, oh, they recorded in that right. house. I don't know what songs or album they recorded there, but I know for I know they recorded in that house because I remember it, it was actually really cool. Like they put like the drums on like the first landing of the stairs going to the second floor and they like put everything in the right places. So all the acoustics, it was like they did a single recording, but they put every like Robert Plant was like at the top of the stairs doing vocals. And like Jimmy Page was at the bottom, and then John Bonham was on like the first landing playing drums, and then whatever the fuck the bass player's name was like around the corner and like the tea room and shit. Hmm. It's actually really cool. But Plant and Page wrote Stairway to Heaven, which is by far, you know, the most popular unfortunately most song they've ever done. Unfortunately. Uh but I think Pla- they recorded going to California there too. Uh Plant 
we talked about this. Plant said he does not remember writing the song. Yeah. Well, we had this discussion about you know the riff, but that's. Yeah, Jimmy Page doesn't remember stealing that riff. riff. That's a that's a story for another day. No disrespect, Jimmy. Oh yeah, he changed, he's 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 a guitar god still, but like that's a, that that riff was fucking stolen, Mister Page. I hate to break or, or Lord Page, I think, right. or Sir Page. I th- I'm pretty sure he's been knighted. Now, things- if he hasn't, what the fuck are you doing, Queen Elizabeth? Get off your frumpy fucking ass! Stop polishing the family fucking jewels and like stop trying to patronize your son's half black girlfriend, you racist bitch, and go fucking knight Jimmy Page. All right. <laughs> Now, some, this is about the time when shit starts going sideways for the Zeppelin. They did rituals to for success in the house. Which is nothing new. Page, plant, bottom. Yeah, I don't think... I, I, I do. I, no I've, I've I literally never... Either. I've heard the bass player's name so many times. Never remembered his name. He did not partake, but the other three did. And a, I feel like John Bonham just did whatever Jimmy Page and Robert Plant told him to yeah, do. You know, he was just long for the ride. He was just fucked up on drugs the whole time. Right. He was like, yeah, sure, fuck it, let's do it. Now, Page around this time also worked with a director for, I forget, the Lucifer, a movie, Lucifer Rising, or something like that. Uh, the director was Kenneth Anger. Sounds about right. Now, apparently during this shooting, I guess he was doing the score for it, there was a little blow up, and... Uh, Kenneth and Kenneth and Jimmy did not you know, have words. Apparently, Kenneth, who was a practicing occultist, was into magic, put a hex or a spell or cursed Jimmy. And with all the ritual stuff that they the band was doing at this manor, this hex is when you know Robert Plant loses his son. They almost Plant almost dies, I think, in Italy in a car wreck. His him and his whole family. John Bonham, you know, things, you know, tour, you know, before, you know, Bonham's death, but, you know, tour gets canceled and shit. Yeah. Shit starts going wrong for Zeppelin. Which realistically, from my standpoint, John Bonham is the most tragic part of that because John Bonham, that man, it like, everybody talks about guitar gods. John Bonham was a drum god. John Bonham made sounds with a single bass and a single bass pedal that people use two bass pedals to make now. No doubt about. There's it. still part. There's still pieces of Led Zeppelin songs that I have played. I haven't played in a while, but I've played drums for almost 20 years, and there are John Bonham triplets and shit like that on bass drum that I still don't know exactly how he did them. Repetitively, how he did it once, incredible. So, was the ritual did the the band cursed by the ritual, or were they just doing a fuckload of drugs? Because we also know they were doing a fuckload of drugs. Right. Which is so funny to hear those stories about Jimmy Page because you see him now. Like, he's just, like, he's just an old British dude. And like, he's so, he, he's just always. And apparently he, but he won't talk about this time in the Boston house or Boston Manor. I'd be surprised if he remembers it. That's true. Him and, you know. And I'm not saying that to be shitty. Like, if I was, if I was the biggest band in the fucking world for, what, probably almost 10 years Led Zeppelin was pretty much, it was like, I mean, because really, if you think, really, it was like the Beatles were before them. Right. They took over for the Beatles, and then the Stones, 
The Stones were actually the Stones. Uh, yeah, but the Stones kind of spent their whole career chasing Zeppelin until Zeppelin disbanded, and then the Stones took the fuck off and they took over. Which, no offense to anybody that likes the Stones. And then realistically, after the Stones, Aerosmith took it. Well, Aerosmith wasn't British. No, but, but they uh, definitely stole their style from the British. Well, it was, yeah. But realistically, personal opinion, Iron Maiden couldn't blow all of them out of the water. But, but Maiden didn't pop off to the 80s. I know, but still. Okay, Rush. I will give you that. Um, now but we all know that I'm, I'm a music snob. Rush is... Not the not shitting on Zeppelin or the Stones or anything like that, but Rush is just, especially from a drummer standpoint, like fucking Neil Peart, R.I.P. It's kind of hard to fuck with him. Wow. Phil Collins too. I wasn't a big fan of fucking uh, what you calls it. What fuck In Phil here. Collins band? Genesis. Yes, wasn't the biggest fan, but goddamn, Phil Collins can slap them fucking oh. skins. Holy shit! Yeah, might be the baddest lefty of all time. Damn good drummer. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, this is why we were talking about it. We do. We we should do that episode. What? We should do an episode that, about uh, religion and Satanism in relation to music. I, I they could easily do a hour and a half on that. That's coming. You're going to take the lead on it. Oh, because you, that's coming, and so am I. Uh, so now let's get back to 1903. He. Uh, oh, I should say, this house had. Before we move on to the next portion of this, the house since Paige owned it was a, uh, I believe, a hotel. Somebody bought it, turned it into a hotel. They apparently said there was no activity there, but whatever. They sold it, or it's burned down twice. Yeah. I believe right now it's under renovation to be fixed again, but it mysteriously has been burned down twice since the 80s. I think one of them was fanboys. Very pot. But did you hear the story about the uh, caretaker that Jimmy Page hired to take care of it? Is that the one back in the day? What crazy or no? He's the one. He said. uh, He said there was one night where he was in his room, and he heard like a snarling, snorting, growling sound outside of his bedroom door, Uh like all night, and he didn't dare leave the room until the morning, and there was just fucking nothing there. He said it was the scariest night of his life. Moving on. Moving on. Our personal lives is none of your bitch, God. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and how the fuck? I'm the one that's been drinking for the whole show, and it's I'm the one your, that's over here getting my I'm words out. Don't worry about our personal lives, Gonzo. What we do on our own time after the uh, we hit stop recording is none of your damn business. <laughs> okay, where were we at? Okay, so he leaves the Balskin house at... Or during the ball skin house, <laughs> the ball skin house, nineteen oh three ish. He goes to Paris, and he meets a woman by the name of Rose Edith Kelly. And this this is where he starts getting really uh, fucked. Rose, who is an interesting story. She was born July twenty third, eighteen seventy four, and she died in nineteen thirty two, the year of our Lord. She, she was actually the year of the best looking two door Ford coupe. We'll go with that. Uh, she was actually when he met her, she was engaged to another man in an arranged marriage. Yeah, well, because her original husband had died. 
Is that? Oh, I didn't hear that. Her, yeah, she had her her first husband was a military man who died a couple years after they were married, and then she went to she went to Paris to stay with her brother, and she had they ended up arranging a marriage to one of her brother's friends. I can't remember his name off right. the top of my head. Now, Crowley, she expressed she met Crowley, and apparently Crowley was kind of a ladies' man. I don't see it. What not a good looking man, right? But fucking ugly. But apparently had charisma or hung like a horse one of the two i don't know he he looked like uncle fester on heroin yes which he literally was he was he was on heroin but anyway crowley offered to marry her to get her out of this yeah arranged marriage nsa as they say in the online dating community no strings attached I had to look it up back in the day. Okay. Uh, she accepted, and they were married. Now, eventually, this wasn't a loveless marriage in the beginning. They did. The longer they were together, I, they, I read that they grew more and more fond of each other. For a, time, for a short period of time, they did love each other. They fell in love. Well, because their relationship was longer than their love, even. Right. Because they had their fallings out and went their separate ways and still came back together and shit like that. Now, on their, now they went to Egypt. And on this, their honeymoon for a love, a loveless marriage, they went to fucking Egypt. And did you see where they stayed? Yes, that's where. Go I'm ahead. That, this one, this one blew my fucking mind. Now this is where we touched on some of this in the beginning of the episode. Uh, they went to Egypt for their honeymoon, and they uh, went to the king's chamber. Now I heard they stayed in the king. Uh, the that's what I heard. Room. They actually slept, and you know had it like. Well, because he, he said he he lied and said that he was a prince, a prince of something. Yes. But that was just him being a dick, I think. It worked. But they actually were in the king's chamber of the pyramid, and they performed a ritual. Now, this was just, I think, a lesser banning ritual. People make a big deal about this. And a lesser banning, a lesser banning, I'm probably fucking this up for you people who are into the occult and magic rituals. This is not that big of a deal. What, this is just what are we, what's the word here we're looking lesser for? Lesser banish, banishing ritual. It's not that big of a fucking deal. It's actually kind of. I mean, really, wouldn't it, it just going off the off the word, the words itself? Wouldn't that just mean that they're going in there and trying to basically um, get rid of evil spirits yes, out of your body? Cleanse, cleanse right. the room. The, in the in the occult world, apparently, this ritual is just you know kind of the intro. Yeah, it's like a it's, white girl walking around burning sage. Right. That's kind of what it is. Not to shit you not you fucking the blonde Patreon bartender. That we know. Yeah. When I watched their dog a couple uh-huh. weeks ago, fucking has a sage bundle. And I was like, you've got to be cock-fucking me. Why do you have a sage bundle? I'm gonna clear the negative mojo out of the house. I don't blame her. Uh, but yeah. he was doing this ritual to just impress her, which maybe in 1904 or 1903, whenever, the, 1904, uh, this would impress. <laughs> I wouldn't think so, but. I mean, it's 1904. Like you, I feel like you could be like, have you seen my jacket, my lady? It's got four buttons and they're all still attached. And she'd be like, giveth me thine cock, good sir. And he'd be like, I shall give you mine cock. And I shall wear my four button jacket that still holds, retains its buttons. Now, I've heard, now, when regarding the ritual again, like I said, there, there's so much on this. I've heard it was just a regular banishing ritual. Yeah, it just sounds but like a I also read that it was also, I forget, a, another ritual to converse, have a conversation with a holy 
guardian angel. You know, I have heard both. Who fucking knows what it is? That's what I mostly heard. Yeah, but because I well, who knows? And that all feeds into like right. how who knows what's fucking true and what's not here because that's way more interesting and right. way more sinister potentially than somebody just doing a cleansing. Right. I feel like you and I, I, I know for I, you've never told me, but I can guarantee you, I know I have, and I can guarantee we've both been part of a cleansing oh, I thing. Have. Several times. Yeah. Like, I've been cleansed by multiple people for multiple reasons. If you go on a a part of a paranormal team and you go on a ghost... Of course you have sage bundles. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. (laughs) Um, I've, you know, partook in that, you know, coming out of... I was in a... uh, They're on the... the, uh, That's how it goes on on her countertop. Keurig, collectible Starbucks cup, sage bundle, pumpkin spice latte mix... Collectible Starbucks cup, Sage bundle, Mio, um, that fucking container of spatulas and shit like that that you never actually fucking use, and then like I, I don't fucking know like the whatever the shitty fucking Aerosmith album that had the song Jaded on it. I don't. What was? Just push play. Is that it? Just push play. I'm pretty sure. Dude, we have to we have to do that episode. What the fucking music in the Satan oh. thing? Because I'm 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 honestly getting to the point where like those other people started talking about doing that music podcast. I was like, full fuck her, get her out of here, bring me on, and you and I'll do the music podcast. I mean, because the sorry Satanist roots in all music, even today's music. There's people that say Lele, Lele, Lady Lay, Gaga, Lady, Lay. Pink. Somebody have basically. And even Hollywood, there is some ritualistic shit going on. Oh, yeah. I just saw a whole thing yeah. about this people doing yeah. this shit. And I'm like, no, that means a lot of stuff. Right. It's, it's all. Well, like one of them was like Lil Wayne. I'm like, no, that's a gang sign for him. Okay. Let's, let's get back to uh, this ritual they were doing. Now, he was doing it to impress his lady. But, you know, like a typical woman. I mean, then, yeah, she probably wasn't that pre- impressed. But, however, she said, she, I can't see nothing. What the fuck are you doing here? But apparently... She went into a trance, and she kept saying, repeating the words, Alistair, they're waiting for you. They're waiting for you. Alistair, they're waiting for you. Or she was in this trance, or she was bored out of her fucking mind and just fucking with Alistair. See, and nobody was there. Possible. Nobody was there to fucking see the truth, because he's like, who's waiting for me, my love? Is it the guardian angels? Is it the demons? Is it the aliens? And she's like, no, motherfucker, it's these goddamn guts. Get over here. Now, apparently, Alistair thought like we just thought. Okay, this bitch is fucking with me. So he started quizzing her. Who, you know, who's talking to? Who's waiting for me? Yeah, that's when she said Horace. Well, I believe I don't remember if she actually. I always said talked to him. She said what? Horace because she when he said, yeah. she said well, that he that's when he took her to, right, uh, to the, the museum. museum and she did. Uh, he through his inquisition, he said, "Okay, maybe this hooker's for real. Maybe she's on to something." So he took her to the museum and let her go. And she, apparently, she walked by several. Yeah, I have. Uh, Either statues or whatever of Horus. Images. Yeah. Images of Horus. And she went to one particular one and said, that is who, who was I was talking to or who yeah. wants to see. And it was a statue or something of Horus. And it was, you, did you get what it was, uh, what it was marked? Oh, it was, uh, it was exhibit number 666. Exhibit number 666. Where the fuck? I so, have it written down. I have it written down exactly what it was that she fucking pointed out. So naturally, 
while you're looking for that, it got old. Got it. Alley Boy's dick so erect, his uh, gonorrhea was just coming out. Oh, yeah. So what she found at the Egyptian Museum was the steely of revealing. Yes, that's it. Which uh, is, what is this? Um, is oh that 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 depicts Hor the god Hor the Egyptian god Horus receiving a sacrifice from a priest. Right. So so if if true, much interest because why walk by if Horus is speaking to you and you know what Horus looks like and shit like that? Why walk by all these other images of Horus and go to that one specifically of Horus receiving a sacrifice? Right, so because that is way more fucking interesting from the from Alistair <laughs> Alistair Crowley's fucking Crowley's fucking point of view. So this is where things even get even more interesting. What we just talked about. Uh, they went back to I guess a hotel room, and this is when and I, I heard two different versions of this. Basically, There's a thousand different versions of all. Basically, of this. From, and I'm going to go with this. I don't know. If this is cr- completely correct. Horace quit talking to Rose. This is where Iwas comes in. And Iwas is from what I gathered and what I've learned. Iwas is basically Horace's right-hand man. He's the messenger of Horace. Horace, right. So he started talking to... uh, He's a lesser god, if you will. He started... Or she. I don't don't know what Iwas is. Iwas is Robin to Horace's Batman. He's... uh, Iwas is... um, What am I looking for here? Apollo. Was it Apollo? Was Apollo the messenger of the god? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so whether or not all I know... Gonzo's right. We do know. Between the two of us, we do way, know way too much erroneous shit. I know we do. Uh, but I heard that <laughs> Iowa, Iowa started speaking through... Ayahuasca. Through uh, Rose to Alistair. And this is where the Book of the Law comes in. Basically... For one hour a day for three consecutive days, the book of the law was dictated to Alistair through Rose yeah, by the Iowa. book of the law was is supposedly the the words directly from Iowa 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 whatever the fuck which who was written given, verbatim right. by Alistair Crowley just as we all know. The Bible was written verbatim from the word of God. Yes. Yath, queen. Um, but now whether... I also heard that it was just Alistair and it was in his head, but I, I like the idea of Rose speaking these words. Iowa's words. She's just floating in the middle of the yes. room. She's like, the river will run red with the crocodile's blood, and then you shall know that the jackal will come upon the mountain and show you his dick. Now, like we talked about, Rose and Crowley did have a decent marriage for a while. They fell in love. They had two children. Uh, Lilith, which I'm not going to pronounce her real fucking name because it's a fucking sentence. I kind of want to see it now. Oh, look at it. Look at it. That's her full fucking name. Look at that shit. See if you pronounce that shit. Nuitma Ahatur Hekatesa for Jezebel. Lilith, and then Lilith at the end. That is her full name. So we're going to call her Lilith. Which is funny because isn't doesn't Lilith have a satanic connotation? Uh, Lilith in religion was the first woman. There was actually... Lilith was before... Is that the Chalupa? Yeah. Lilith was before Eve. 
But Lilith was apparently a little too much. Lilith, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong with this, was actually created out of the same clay that Adam was. And Lilith had a little bit of an attitude. Typical woman, she wanted her fucking way. And she said, I ain't doing this way. I'm fucking out. Because I guess Adam said, I can't control this hooker. She's out of her fucking mind. Well, wasn't you? Didn't they say you? It wasn't you supposed to be made out of Adam's rib? rib. So yeah. obviously, God realized he made a mistake in making equal to. This is where the sexist part of the Bible comes in. Obviously, we can't make. You mean women, the whole fucking thing? We can't make women equal to men. We're going to have to make them of men. And so this yeah. is where he he created Eve. So the, Lilith is was before with which I think Lilith is actually credited for being the mother of all demons. <laughs> I believe. I don't fucking know. Yeah, what is that from? I could be wrong. Not, not like it's obviously from that. But there, there's a fucking, there's a movie that that is referenced in. I can't remember which one it is. Now, uh, while you're thinking, Lilith, uh, she was born in 1904, and this child marks the beginning of the end of the marriage. Honestly, because Lilith did not live very long. She nope. died at the age of two-ish. She died in 06. Typhoid. Two. Yes. Now they were traveling. A lot. They were going. I believe they were traveling to China when she caught typhoid or whatever. I don't think Alice Crowley wasn't with them when his daughter died. Uh, but they were traveling a lot, and I think. Well, he, he never fucking stopped traveling. He left, and then she died. Yeah, he was. He, he she died. I don't. I don't know. Right. I don't know where they were, or where he was off the top of my head, but I know that they weren't together when he when she, right. when his daughter died. He had guess. I guess maybe she had gotten sick and he left. And she died while he was gone. Now, this is where... Now, there are very few... This is a common story. Most marriages will fall apart at with this situation, with the death of a child. Yeah. Because this sent Rose into a tailspin. She started drinking more, even though she did have apparently have a drinking problem before she met Alistair. Yeah, because Crowley blamed her because of her alcoholism. Right. And this even sparked it even more, which... Can't blame her. I'm death of the child, you know, would make me start drinking even more than I do now. I would have had this fireball done already. But, oh, yeah, dude. Fuck. I don't even have kids. But if somebody was sitting next to me and they were like, my kid died today, like, guess, guess who's buying around? <laughs> Fucking me. Next one's on me. Uh, but this started Rose going down the crazy train. A little Ozzy reference there. <laughs> no finger, super citrus, banana, Tony Iomi. Uh, but. Uh, now Alistair blamed Rose for the death. He said she died because of her unsanitary nipples. Something about she didn't sanitize the nipples properly. Is that a thing? Yeah, back then you had apparently they, I heard they put sugar on the nipples to clean it, which I don't know what the f- fuck does that is like a sugar rub, scrub. They rub sugar on the nipples to sanitize and make sure the child would latch on. I've never seen a child have a problem latching onto a tit. I don't. I don't. I've had a child latch onto up. my tit before. I mean, if a woman puts sugar on nipple, I'm gonna, I'm going to go to it too. Yeah, I've had a child. I have a child. I've ha- literally had a child latch onto my tit before. Sounds like a personal problem. I've got like 15 nieces and nephews. I've been an uncle for fucking 20 something years. But the bottom line is, uh, Crowley, who is an absentee father, let's be honest, uh, did not. 
He blamed <laughs> He blamed her, but he was literally just always fucking gone. Right. Like, it's your fault our daughter died, even though I'm literally halfway around the fucking world. Right. Now, this was not their only daughter. They had a second daughter, Lola Zaza. Who the fuck named her kid Lola Zaza? Zaza Pachulia, the, the basketball player? I don't know. No. But Loza, Lola Bunny? Lola was born in, I think, 1907, I believe. A fuck, long, and she a fuck actually, long time ago. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lola lived till, almost made it to 100. I think don't think she passed away till 2005. Four, I five, think. Five, four, five, or six, something like that. She, something like that, She yeah. was alive in... Well, know. fuck, her dad lived for a really long time, considering the time period he's from and the diseases that he had. It's amazing, that motherfucker. We'll 72 fucking years yeah. old he lived to, and he had syphilis. Syphilis doesn't go away. No. Syphilis killed Capone. Yes. It makes makes you crazy, so it answers a lot of fucking questions here. But Lola, event, you know, Crowley basically had uh, another daughter later on. He actually had three kids that I know of. Uh, another daughter from a mitri- mistress, uh, Isabella, from his mistress, Isabella, in 1920. Yeah, how the fuck does he only have three kids? But like, you got all these kids. Well, we're gonna get there. Mom. Might be a, there. Might be a fourth, and we'll get into it here in a minute. Oh fuck yeah! We're gonna get into that now. Lola came about, and the marriage was descending into madness. Eventually, Alistair had her commit had not Rose committed for her alcoholism. And said, I'm divorcing this crazy hooker. Yeah, like, that's the pot calling the kettle black. What the fuck? Like, you're getting put in a home, or you're getting put in a fucking hospital because you're an alcoholic. I'm going to go continue to spread syphilis and gonorrhea and do, my, and do heroin, this, cocaine, my probably weed. Um, what else? Have fucking mercury shot into my dick. Whatever. I, I Opium. I know he did opium yes. at one point. Peyote. <laughs> he went to Mexico and brought peyote he to literally Europe. went everywhere right now so they divorced he had her you know committed and all that happy horse shit but uh apparently after the divorce rose did get a little bit better and i think she even remarried the uh oh that's right the uh, second daughter or the third daughter from the mistress her name was louise and she pretty much was unknown about nobody knew about her until her death in 2014 Yes, she was the last yes. child of Alistair Carly to die. Yes, so literally, bo- so both his kids lived for fucking ever. But I think it was because even if even if she was born the year Alistair Crowley died, she still had a fucking pretty good run. Yeah, but Crowley had Rose committed to the asylum in two thousand or two thousand eleven, uh, nineteen eleven, and that's pretty much where. And I think she lived to be what or lived to for another eleven years, and I think she got remarried. Bad year for her, great year for the forty-five caliber pistol. Yes. So <laughs> that is his home life. Now let's get into the fun stuff. Now I thought we were already there. No, we're getting to the good shit now. There are rumors that Mr. Crowley was actually a British intelligence officer. He was a secret agent. For- so much that I have, from what I have read... It is probably true. It is now. There is no doubt he had connections through his secret societies that he was a member. He of. literally went anywhere all the time and got accepted everywhere he went. Now he went to he went to an Islamic country 
yeah. practicing something other than Islam, and which survived. even today is not like other than tourism. But he actually stayed there with a Jewish person. Yeah, with, with his be. little his little guy that he said. What, what, what did he tell? What did he tell that guy? He told him uh, we were go- he was going to go on a magical retirement and in a, a ten day ride. Well, in an, a ten day period, he was going to that guy was going to reach the levels in magic that Aleister Crowley has reached in his entire life. So he like beat him with fucking, like whipped him with evergreen plants and shit like that, like to the point that he bled and a lot of masochistic shit. And then they go to the to where fuck where was it? Where did they go? Was it Egypt? They went back to Egypt, I think right? They went back to yeah, the desert. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and, then, the and that's when like Egypt, he's worried about. He's worried about him fitting in, even though you're white, too. You look like an Anglo-Saxon male as well. He just happens to be Jewish, which, as much as I disagree with it, we can all agree is a little, is even worse to be in an Islamic country. I, they don't tend to get along very well. Right. But what does he do to the guy to make him fit in, to make, take some uh, some suspicion off him? Shaves his head, except for a patch on each sideburn, on each temple, and twists them into horns. Sweet. That's what he did to him. Wow. And he said, what did he say? He said something along the lines of he had he had molded that man into a a a, a like a, a made demon that was basically the his new priority in life was to serve Alistair Crowley's whatever the fuck he came up with. Right. Oh, and on top of that, he also did throw out racial slurs about him being Jewish the whole time, that whole 10-day period where I guess he jumped him in front of the rest of the class. But like that's how you do it. That's how you become that's how you become a magician, everybody. Is like if you're fucking if it's me and I want to be a magician, I get beat with fucking evergreen bushes until I bleed and possibly fuck a dude and get called a fucking Jap in a zipper head and all those other racial connotations. And then I guess after those 10 days. I'm a motherfucking magician. Eat my dick, Chris Angel. Blow my fucking suck a fart out of my ass, David Blaine. Here comes Travi, the fucking Japgician, coming in hot, doing fucking making sushi rolls out of fucking rocks and like samurai swords out of fucking foot long dildos. Yes. Okay, where are we at? Oh, now there are some people say this is crazy. I believe the government has one of those. We will not confirm the British government. We will not confirm or deny kind of thing. Which is, I mean, that's kind of their mo on everything. But now, this basically got took hold when he admitted or he made references to this in his 2019 book Confessions and elsewhere. Crowley made vague references to his intelligence work, so it's up to the debate. Now, there was one higher ranking official said, "Yeah, he was." Then, but, yeah, from what I've read, but, everything points to like it, at least for a period of time, he did have something to do with British intelligence in some way, shape, or form. And back, even if it was just him being the guy that was there to be like, "Yeah, this is what they fucking said." Back then, it's a little different than now. Now we think of you know when you think of you think of like double seven and shit. You think of government agencies like CIA and you know MI six and MI five, whatever the fuck. You think of military, you know. Former soldiers are being these agents. Yeah. Back then, they used aristocrats. You know. Yeah, because those are the ones that those were the only were, people that were traveling like right. that. So there is a very good possibility that this there might be something to it, or at least that the British government used him as a source. Excuse me. Now, 
It just makes sense. But then again, they had to know. Of course, it, they you know why would they use a crazy even well, I mean, sex addict, drug addict, Satanist? Well, or he not, he could have been doing this and not knowing about it. All he, all right. he's got to do is come back from fucking Egypt and then get like right. hemmed up on a fucking drunken or like a public intoxication and get taken to the police station and be like, oh, went to Egypt. What'd you do in Egypt? This, 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 and this. Got it, boys. Wrap it up. Right. Kick him the fuck out of here. We don't need him anymore. Now, he apparently, and he even says he played a big part in World War One. And at this time, he came to America. He was in America. Yeah, because he was, he was like the forefront of trying to keep most of the Axis powers. Well, it, well, what, well what we know is the Axis from World War Two from engaging in World War One. Well, the way I heard it is because when he came, he came over on the Lusitania. Which anybody knows their history. Good call. But he good came, call, Crowley. He came over before it sunk, before it was shot. Took a torpedo. He, he, he could have made another bad choice on which ship to take over here too. Now, a lot of he when he was over in when he lived in New York, he was writing for a pro-German mag- magazine. Now he said this was his job was to kind of spur up, be so over the top. That now is that the 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 still active today news outlet that he worked for? Was it a Vogue or some big? I forget. The, was yeah, it was like in Vogue or in Vogue, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, like a, a, a massive right publication. Right. He but because he, he was broke by then. Uh, he was not quite. He was getting there. He was broke as far as his family's money. Right. By he, that time, he was living off membership from the uh, Valima. From yeah, OTO and Lima, yeah. shit like that. Uh, and, well, you're still getting kickbacks from uh, the Hermetic, uh, the the, the Hermaphrodites the and the Golden Showers. Yes, the Golden Dongers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, apparently, normal British folks kind of turned against Crowley because he was writing pro-German shit for yeah. World War One. But the funny thing is, when he came back, he was never prosecuted for treason. Or anything. So that is one way people say, yes, he was doing this on purpose to kind of spur things on and get U.S. support into. So did he, you know, do have something to do with the sinking of the Lusitania, which is eventually what got us into World War One. World War One. Yeah. So that's interesting. Now, gets even more interesting. It never. This fucking story never ends, dude. Now. Let's go to jump fast forward a little bit to World War II. Now, he was a member of the OTO, which was <laughs> big in Germany. Yeah. Now, when old Adolf, who always makes appearance on this podcast, you know, started his shit, he took over, you know, he took over. He just didn't persecute the Jews. You know, mis- Masons, he persecuted them. He took over their lodges. The was anybody that didn't, anybody that wasn't right. part of the Reich. He took over <laughs> the OTO, OTO lodges and took all their documents. Mm-hmm. And Rudolf Hess, who was what his third in command, who was his occultist leader, you know, he was his occultist guy. Uh, obviously, I guess Crowley kind of went to Briscoe and said, "Hey, I'm here. Let's use me." And apparently, I heard that you know Winston Churchill's. You know, he's always throwing up the V for victory. Was actually 
a sigil created by Crowley to help aid in a sigil of magic to help aid in the uh, victory for the Allies. This is my Winston Churchill face. But apparently what Crowley was doing, since the Germans were so much into the occult and astrology and all that shit, he was feeding Germans false astrology information to fuck them. Because they planned a lot of their battles around astrology. Which I mean, which, which, which is shit. genius, really, because at this point, Aleister Crowley, at least in the public eye, is one of the is at the forefront of all that type of shit. Right. So, you know, it, like, and, and people know that. People, like, it, it's not like that. That's what makes it so interesting, as opposed to a lot of other cult leaders and occultists. Is like, is Aleister Crowley was always so much in the public eye, right? And he never hid any of this shit from anybody. He was open all the time. He was willing to talk about it, write about it, everything. And he was actually kind of buddies with Ian Fleming, yeah, and who was in had some Secret Service ties. Mm-hmm. And he was buddies with him. And oh, the, yeah. It, I, I, I can't who, say, I can't tell you without a doubt, but in my mind, I don't doubt that for at least a, at least a period of all this story, Aleister Crowley was, in my mind, definitely relaying information back to somebody about something somewhere in the world. But for those of you who don't know who Ian Fleming is, he's the man who wrote the whole James Bond shit. Yeah. So, Which apparently the new James Bond that's out right now is like three hours long. Oh, fuck that. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> uh, where was I at? Now, he had... The Germans hated him. And apparently, this is what's funny, Rudolf Hess hated Crowley. Mm-hmm. And apparently they were having a Harry Potter fucking magic wand battle across... Back and forth back and in forth. different countries even. Because it's not the first time that happened. Shooting fireballs out their asses. Yeah, that happened with... Uh, what's his tits from the fucking hermetic golden showers? Yeah, the it was actually female, I think. Sure, yeah. but they, they were fucking... Wingardium Leviosa! Yeah. Each other from fucking like halfway around the world. But apparently that is one of the reasons why Rudolf Hess made that flight. Ian Fleming kind of told him, Crowley's going to be here. They were going to have one last little Harry Potter wand fight. They were going to have a cock fight. <laughs> is that how it happened? Is that what it is? Two wizards step out into a fucking... And they, even though it's fucking Germany or wherever they were, there's a tumbleweed. <laughs> but uh, now the cover story is that he was coming to, you know, to broker a truce with Churchill, but... Yeah. Apparently, he was coming to kind of, he got tired of the long distance sorcery. He was yeah. coming to face mano a mano. It was everything. It was, well, it's everybody. During World War II, it was everybody because Crowley pissed off Mussolini, too. Oh, well, we'll get to that. I, I know. I'm just saying, like, he, fucking, he rubbed, he either, that's what I'm saying. You don't, he rubbed a lot of nipples the wrong direction during World oh, War yeah. II in war torn active battleground areas and lived. Right. You don't do that without the backing of a government. You don't do that without knowing you can get the fuck out of Dodge whenever you want. So did did Oscar Crowley. The really war was really between Crowley and Rudolph Hess. They were just casting spells, waving their in their they're naked. having a fucking Jedi battle. With their, have the cocks lit up, <laughs> red robes, naked, just having a cockfight. 
<laughs> Let's settle this once and for all. Bring me the fucking battle toilet so we shall sword fight like men. No, uh, so I don't, that's interesting. There's no way to, I would say it wouldn't surprise me. There, I, I don't, th- there, it's like I said, in my mind, there's no way. At, at one point in time, so, at one point, he he had something to do with somebody because if nothing else, my number one thing is what I just said is you don't go around Europe at that time pissing people off in places like Germany and Italy and anywhere you went for the most part. Right. And live to tell the tale. Right. I mean, it's not, especially the whole... Being that he's not royalty. If he was royalty, it might make sense because you don't just go around killing fucking royalty even in the middle of war. That's how you get everybody from that fucking country. They're going to go, no, fuck that beach. Here. Henry's dead. Call the half black one. Fuck the queen. We'll pay the collect charges. I know she doesn't like her because of her skin color. Call that bitch. Her husband's dead. Tell her to take the Milano child and run to the hills and hide her. They're coming for you next, darling. Uh, especially when it comes to the German and the Nazi thing, how big they were into the occult. It makes huge. It makes sense to call. Get your resident expert involved, dude. The Nazis were like realistically numbers wise. The Nazis were the biggest occultist group that's ever been. On, that is that's a, ever been documented. That's an episode we should do at some point. It's because it, it was well, not even it's not even like like uh, underground shit. It's common knowledge oh, shit. Right. If you look into it whatsoever, you know that the Nazis had something to do with the occult. They had something to do with at least attempting to have contact with extraterrestrials. And fifty percent of the conspiracy theories that have been around since then. Yes, they uh, had a flying saucer. Yes, There's did. videos of it. I know. It wasn't very successful on that video, but that was just one fucking video, and it's only like 30 seconds long. Now, let's talk about this Mussolini thing before we move into our final thing. Benito. Um, th- I believe the uh, Abbey of the, the Lima, which he started, was kind of, a, kind of a commune. Yeah. You know, he wanted it to be a utopian. It was in what, an island off Sicily or Sicily. Yeah, it was, it was the begin. It was the beginnings. Realistically, it was the beginning, beginning of a church. Right. If it, it was around today, which it is technically, it, it would be a church. Yes. Now apparently it would be the 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 Vatican of Thelema. Yes. Now apparently things got a little haywire there. Some people died. No it, way. Yellow crazy in Europe in the forties. No. And by this time, he was completely addicted to heroin because he had asthma, and the doctors at the time gave him a prescription for heroin for asthma. Yeah, because the coke you were already doing, plus all the other drugs you were already doing. I mean, plus, like, I mean, like, what, like, what we need you to do, Alistair, is to do this heroin and then drink this original full high octane Coca Cola, and then shoot this fucking mercury into your cockhole. Uh, so, and you'll be right as rain tomorrow morning. But apparently, one guy, he, this is where he really got the uh, moniker of world's most or. The most, the wickedest man in the world. Right from there, from some reporter, because a man died there. Uh, it was actually died because he drank some bad water, but his wife said that. They, oh, the 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 cat blood. Yeah, his yeah. wife said probably made him drink cat, cat blood. Stray blood. cat blood. Straight. I don't. I get what, whatever. The, well, I mean, so I would rather drink a, a like a, a loved and appreciated house cat's blood than a fucking stray. Right. So apparently, things got so shady there. Mussolini said, went to him and said, I know it's, we're 
We're out again. We were doing so well for so long. Mussolini kind of went to him and said, you know what? You got to go. How bad, how fucked up do you have to be for Mussolini to say, okay, you're a little too fucking much. You need to get the right. fuck out of here. So that's kind of interesting. He said, excuse me, sir, I need you to leave my my fucking country. I don't know why he sounds French. <laughs> this is bullshit. How dare them? Yeah, our fucking internet is dick fucking us. Uh, it looks like we're back now. Oh, well. I know we're red on there. It just keeps going in and out. Anyway. Thank God we record while we do this. Yeah, well, hopefully they're recorded. Uh, now, let's get into there is a connection. Apparently not. Not well, an interconnect. There's not an internet connection. <laughs> there is a connection between Aleister Crowley and L. Ron Hubbard. I told you. Now, not what a lot of people think, though. Now they weren't. They weren't buddies. L. Ron Hubbard thought there was a connection between him and Aleister right. Crowley, but they kind of met Jack, Jack Parsons, who everybody you know was L. Ron Hubbard's right hand man. Well, they were buddies. But they that that fell off, and Jack Parsons knew Crowley. Yeah, it was kind of a I know a guy kind of thing. Well, did you see what L. Ron Hubbard said in an interview? What did he say? He actually said, uh, "Fuck, I don't remember what it was verbatim." But he said, he said he was like a, a certain. He said that Crowley was like a certain type of unique or something along right. those lines, and also said that like he loves. Th- I love this book, and it wasn't a, a Crowley book. Well, we'll get this. And, is, and, and mind you, while we're on the subject, anybody that knows anything about L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology and now Aleister Crowley, um, from what I understand, Aleister Crowley, when approached about anything Scientology, was like, that's fucking nuts. Well, I don't want anything no, to do with I, that. Scientology wasn't, he hadn't started Scientology yet. He, he, well, still, I mean, he Hubbard. heard about what L. Ron Hubbard was thinking. He was like, you're crazy. I'm going to go keep doing heroin and cocaine and shooting mercury into my dick. You go be crazy. I'm going to go be normal. Apparently, it's because Parsons and Crowley were friendly. They were pretty good. They were tight. They weren't buddy buddies, but they were acquaintances. That They hung out a little bit. Well, they, they had they had some deeper connection, too. Yeah, they, later. Were, they liked each other. Yeah, there, well, there was a there was a crossing of paths right. in some way between they had, uh, the, they had a connection and between groups they communicate. Yeah, I guess Parsons told went to Crowley said, "Hey, we I got this new guy. He's got some magical skills." And it was L. Ron Hubbard. And apparently, uh, Crowley kind of just didn't, wasn't vibing with L. Ron Hubbard and kind of warned Parsons about Hubbard. Just and when fucking Crowley warned somebody, this guy could be in bad news he could be into some fucked up shit you might want to take fucking heat just saying well and it doesn't surprise me because that that leads me back to my original point about alistair crowley if he was a spy or whatever informant all of this makes more sense because he could have just been sly as a fucking fox and he was using all this shit to have people be like okay well He's got money. He's a little eccentric. He's a little out there, but he's cool. And the whole time he's playing, like they're playing checkers, he's playing chess. Right. And that would make sense to me. Like the way he spoke and everything like that, this man might not have been as batshit fucking crazy as everybody thinks. He might have just been playing a a part to play his part. I think he, well, I think I I do think think it. I think he. He took, he got his reputation, and he, you know what? 
He leaned into it. I think it. he did it on purpose. He leaned into it. He, he, he got where he was. He got to the point. That he got to where he made himself out to be how people saw him and took him in the public eye for a reason. Right. But it wasn't by mistake. He didn't just he didn't just fall into these shoes. But Crowley, getting back to Alron Hubbard, Crowley kind of apparently Crowley or, or uh, Parsons and Hubbard were kind of doing a ritual to have a moon child, or impregnate some woman, whatever. And Crowley said, "What the fuck are you dumbasses doing? You could open up something serious here." And he kind of bitched at him about it. Don't yeah. fucking do that shit. That's above your pay grade. Leave that kind of shit to me. Let me do the fucking around here. Which is where his his holier than thou problem like that right. that's been that was my biggest problem with researching Aleister Crowley is like just his his it's almost like a Napoleon complex. Yes, just he probably wasn't that short. But and I guess Crowley no, his told Dick though. I guess he this, was a catcher for the most part, so his dick might have been small. Right. Maybe. Especially after all those syringes of mercury getting shoved up there. That, that's another thing. What did that do when it gets hot? Your dick get hard? You can tell the temperature by how hard your dick was? The hotter it <laughs> got, your dick rose? With all that mercury? I've always in. wondered that. Like, how, what the fuck? Does it stay in there? I don't know. Because they just put it into your urinary orifice. Right. They're not like, I don't, I don't know. think they were going very far up there. Because they, they, well, they did the same thing. Like, Hitler got penile injections of mercury. Right. Fucking psycho. Some people might not know because it goes back a little further than most people like to research or look into stuff. Blackbeard. Uh-huh. Blackbeard had syphilis. Yes. He got mercury up the dick. Yes. He was a fucking complete psycho. If anybody wants a cool one, I could we could do an episode on that. Blackbeard is fucking... I find him fascinating. So after this moonchild thing... <laughs> I'm, I'm, anyway. I'm done talking about needles in the dick, okay? That's the whole reason I came over. If we're not going to talk about that, I'm leaving. Then get the fuck out. (laughs) No, but uh, I guess Hubbard or uh, Crowley told Parsons, get rid of this guy. He's trouble. He's bad news. And apparently Hubbard stole either Parsons' wife or girlfriend, took her out on a boat, was tagging the shit out of her. Keep talking. Was tagging the shit out of her. uh, Was tagging the shit out of her on a boat. And apparently Parsons, who was... A wizard, a magician, if you will, got a little pissy, as one would do when somebody steals your old lady, and went on a magical quest and put hexes, and they, Hubbard and Parsons, had a little Crowley, Rudolph Hess, you know, square off. I guess, off the coast of Florida, the boat that his wife slash girlfriend, whatever, and Hubbard was on. Parsons went to the coast in his full regard, uh, you know, Harry Regalia. Potter, Harry Potter outfit. Oh yeah, and cast a spell for bad weather, and they lost. And it came. It worked. That shit worked. Imagine a hurricane came or bad weather moved in off the fucking ocean in Florida. Who? What's the odds without a right? spell? Oh, because there's not there's not an old fucking sailor's trick to that anyway. We I think we all know it. You know what I'm talking about? What? Red sky at night, sailor's delight. Right. Red sky at morning, sailor sailors take warning. warning. Yeah. Oh, I figured it out. By the way, I don't know if Jamie's still in here. Fuck you. I did hear water. Your uh, toilet's running. Oh fuck! There goes my water bill. You want to go fix it real quick while you're getting into this? 
I'll just go jiggle it. I, I know how to fix it. You keep talking. If you jiggle it, it'll 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 stop. Oh. Damn it. I'm just glad that two fucking hours of water running. Jesus. Uh where was I at? But so Parsons was doing this ritual. A storm came in and Hubbard lost the sail in his, in his little in his, of his, in his little sex vessel. They had to come back and the ship got hairy and you know, so obviously magic works, or you know, he just got lucky. Now that is the connection with L. Ron Hubbard. Now L. Ron Hubbard downplays his or Crowley's role in Scientology, but there are a lot of similarities, and I'm not going to get into the Scientology aspect of this, but if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's Crowley-inspired. So I don't know. Take with that what you will. The next thing, we're going to wait till Travis gets back from you know fixing my toilet because it's the last thing I want to talk about. And it is the most interesting and probably the most full of shit, but it is definitely interesting. So we will get to that here in a little bit. Are you about are you about done? Jesus. Well, he's probably pissing himself. Now, we all know that Crowley liked the sex magic. And that is what he practiced a lot. The sex of the magic. Crowley loved the sex magic, right, Travis? I mean, don't we all? Hey, I say sex with me all the time is magical anyway. It's a magical experience for at least 35 seconds. Yeah, it's magic how fast I fall asleep. Uh, so. That was a fucking good one. Holy shit. Why don't now, our beer openings sound that good? So, at some of, especially in his. You know, when his time in Paris and his time in Italy, there was a lot of fucking going on. What? Well said. <laughs> you're you're a true wordsmith. Bill. I am. I call him like I say him. Oh, I need remind me to flush that when we go in. Did you drop a deuce? No, I took a piss while I was. <laughs> oh, okay. You just gotta jiggle that. But so, at one point. Hey, oh, Jamie. you're still here? I told thank, you I fucking heard water. Thank you, Jamie, for still being here with our... Thank you for doubting me so that I didn't check earlier so Phil's fucking toilet was running for <laughs> two hours. With our horrible internet connection, I'm glad you're still here. Now, so, he was doing the sex magic. Now, there, whether or not it was in Paris or Italy, I don't know. I think it was actually Italy. But a woman by the name of Pauline Pierce was in town. PP. They ran in the same circles. PP, PP sex magic. They had mutual friends, and apparently, she, she might have taken place, taken part in some of these rituals. Where this was a time where he was popping and locking, <laughs> popping and cocking. Yep, he might have been pitching and catching all the fucking same time. Pop, cock, and flop it. In this. Woman, I believe she, I don't know the exact story, but she was having marital issues. She went away and partook in some of these sex, in these rituals, which involved sex magic, which would imply that there was some fucking. And apparently this lady stuck around for a while. And when she came back to wherever, I think the States, uh, eight months later, she had a baby. Hmm. Hmm. And... She gave birth to a daughter, 
Barbara Pierce. Hmm. Now, where this gets interesting, do you know who Barbara Pierce is? Who? She eventually married a man by the name of Herbert. George. No, George. Herbert Herbert. Walker Bush. Yes. Huh. Who was vice president for Ronald Reagan and the next president. And the father of George W. W. Bush. So it is very possible that Barbara Bush was the daughter of Aleister Crowley. And let's also talk about this. Barbara Bush looks eerily similar to Aleister Crowley. I'm not saying. I kind of wish we would have fucking put something together where we could morph the two faces together on screen right now. So that would make George George W. the grandson grandson of Aleister Crowley. The father of modern occultism. Yes. And let's be honest. Daddy Bush was kind of an idiot. He and he was there's some say that he was into some weird shit. The Bush's family. Well, I mean, George, I was going to say W W W has like confirmed that him his family is has has been actively involved in the Skull and Bones. The Bush family itself is into some, some probably some occult shit. You bring in the Pierce family, Barbara Pierce, who might I'm not saying it is or isn't. Could be the daughter of the Beast 666 into a family that does possibly a little occultism is the... And let's not, let's not forget to mention, let's go into some other conspiracy theories here about 9-11. Who did the Bush's family business, that their family business is oil? I That's be- where their money comes from. Who did they? Who did they? What family did they sign? Who is also in oil? Did they find, sign a contract with for, in the oil industry in the oil trade back in the late eighties, early nineties? The Bin Laden family, yes, who were actually the son of the the family of the late fucking master bait Usama, that cave dwelling cunt, and I'll say that word for him. Fuck him. Oh wait, and let's also not talk about the fact that, on top of the fact that the George the Bush family had something to do a direct contractual agreement with the Osama bin Laden's family, he was also trained by the CIA along with all of the Taliban. Yes, um, and if, don't I might be wrong on this, but I believe on nine eleven the bin Laden family was in the United States. Yep, and they were the. They, they were on the only plane, plane that was allowed yes. to leave. Now, whether or not it's a conspiracy or true or not, I don't know. I've heard that they were the only plane allowed. The to only take other off. planes that weren't grounded were already in the air, or they were military or presidential. Because were, when nine eleven happened, what did they do? They took fucking they took W and all his people. They put them on Air Force One and they put them in the air for fucking like it was like forty eight hours well, straight or something. After he left the, the fucking ground. kindergarten class where he was reading to. Yeah, once he left there, I don't think his feet touched the ground for like 48 hours, they said. They had to refuel like three times. Yeah. Okay, so who knows about all that? But, you know, I do I think Barbara is the daughter of Aleister Crowley? She's an ugly woman. Yeah, no, I mean, No disrespect, it, Bush family. Realistically, yeah, it's a long shot. It's a long shot, but if she... The signs, not, the signs, there's not a lack of signs that point to it. Including physical appearance. resemblance. You never know. 
Hi, Chalupa. You never know. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Conspiracies run deep around her. Hey, Gonzo, 7-Eleven was an inside job. Come up with some new shit, damn it. You say that every week. And he also says I'm scared every week. All right. I think that wraps it up. Anything else you want to add about? Do, what, let's give some final thoughts on Crowley, and then we'll wrap this thing up because we went a little long. I think that I think Alistair Crowley played a part in, or or he was playing a part. Yeah, I, I think, I, I, and I'm not saying that I don't think that Alistair Crowley practiced what they say he practiced, or he believed what everybody says he believed in. I I do believe that he did think. This, that, and the other magic, blah, blah, blah. But I think that nobody who does what he's claimed to have done is openly in the public eye the way that he was. Almost to the point that they're going out of the way. Because he literally, like, you can Google him. It's almost like he had photo shoots regularly. There's him with the, the the book of Thelema in the Thelema hat that I have in the thumbnail and shit in the Instagram post. There's pictures of him with fucking the the skins of tigers because he was a big game hunter. Yeah. He actually killed or shot two men in India. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Yeah. He got, somebody tried to mug him and his family while they were in India, and he shot both of them, didn't kill them, but he was asked to leave the country of India. Huh. That's why he left India. But which which was my other thing is is which leads me down to the the kind of on the spy road is okay yeah you're a big game hunter why the fuck are you carrying your gun with you while you're walking around with your family uh, wouldn't you just leave that in your room eh. but no I do yeah. I think I think that he did what he did he got notoriety for it and then when he ran out of money he found his best option. His best option was to still continue to live the life that he wants to live and do the things that he wants to do. But if he's doing it on behalf of the British government or the American government or this government or that government sliding around like he normally does with nobody paying any attention and getting the information they want. And he gets away scot-free and probably gets a little money kicked to him on the side. I mean, I, I can't disagree. Here's, I think he was the type of person he loved attention. Yeah, he was, he was a, a sociopath. He was a tension whore, and when they gave him these monikers of the beast, his mother, he he loved it. No, I don't say he might not have been a sociopath. He had sociopathic tendencies. Right. Very narcissistic. Oh, he was the narcissist to the highest extent, and, and that's coming from somebody I admit that I have narcissistic tendencies. And when he and I'll say he makes me look like a fucking boy scout. He like it like a good. Neighbor State Farm is there? <laughs> like a guy that likes to take it in the <laughs> Like a girl or like a guy that likes to take it in the ass. Shit happens. He backed up into that shit. He he pushed back into it. And when, I, I think he knew. I think he, when the cards fell, he knew how to play them. And when people named, thought of him as evil, satanic, he said. He took it and he rolled with it. Right. He backed up into it. And he, he turned it into something that would advance whatever the fuck he was trying to do. And look at, we're talking about him 70, 80 years later. Still, to this day, yeah. you could type in Alistair Crowley on the internet or a podcast app, and you get a whole list of shit. Now, do I think he was a Satanist? Eh, maybe. Do I? I don't know. 
what his true nobody truly knows what he thought deep down inside <laughs> lamont said drunk from attention no i'm drunk from attention because you guys are watching us live right now we, and i just opened this bottle tonight <laughs> that is true but i you know i also drink too much and i can actually drink that much and i so think we, okay i think it's more comp well, the whole satanism thing i think it's more complex I think that was all uh, part of the fucking plan. The, no, I don't even want to call it a plan because I, I will be. I will say that I do think that he played his cards, but I don't think that all of it was planned. I think that you know they threw down the flop and they threw down the river and he saw the cards land face up and he just fucking rolled with it and make it made it work for himself. Yeah. Now I, I will say this: he was either a fucking complete psycho and crazy as fuck, or he was sly as a fucking fox, fox. Yeah. and he just made everything work to his advantage one way or the other no matter how he had to do it now i will say this i didn't touch on we you mentioned he went broke fairly you know his inheritance didn't last very long i mean considering last, that it was in modern money it, with inflation it was millions of dollars yeah. but he and his, like i said like we said his dad was retired by the time, the time he, the first kid yeah. was even born but he really where he I, I heard this i don't know how true it is you know you think he blew all his money from all the traveling. That really wasn't what blew all his money. Drugs? No. All his books, all his writings. Oh, yeah, publication fees he, and all that he shit. He self-published yeah. all of them. Yeah. And there was no Amazon back there. Yeah, back well, because, no, I mean, fuck, even today, dude, like, it's not cheap. All I've right. looked into those self-publishing things. I mean, you could do it yourself on Amazon for free, but you just, the, it's just, you know, you, there's no... Merchandise, you know, there's no public the, promotion. Yeah, you have to promote yourself. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's an interesting character. He was he the evilest man? No, I think he was a, a little bit of a con artist, a little bit, a little <laughs> crazy. Probably, you know, believed in magic, which, and I, but I don't think he was a true one was in league with the devil. I think he was leaps and bounds more intelligent, A, than people give him credit for. Right. And B, than he wanted people to be able to give him credit for. Right. So I think a lot of all of, the, I think a, a vast majority of all the shit that we've talked about tonight was just kind of a ploy. Because even if he believed in magic, a lot of the shit that went down around him, I'm sure that avalanche, I guarantee you he was just like, no well, that's some crazy shit, but I'm the only fucking one sitting here, so guess who gets to tell the story the way I want it? And no. guess who's going to fucking be dumb enough to believe it because it's 1898 and everybody's a fucking idiot. There's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, because everybody's fucking scared back then. All right. I think that's... There's no doubt he had his mark on society. Hence, like I said, we've been, we're still talking about him today. Yeah. So he brought something to the table, and you got to give him credit for that. Oh, yeah. So... I think that's going to wrap it up for Aleister Crowley, The Beast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, be sure to follow us on all our social medias. We are at Instagram at ghost underscore night underscore podcast. Tune in tomorrow. I'll be posting another fucked facts for the week. All I already right. have it figured out. I'll tell it to you before I leave. Okay. It's fucking crazy. Ooh, sweet. We, are, we do have a TikTok. I don't have an overlay for it yet, but... What is that? It's GITN uh, underscore podcast? Yes. Uh, follow us on TikTok. There will be some videos coming up. Like we might do a little pre-show thing from now on. A little pre-show 15, 20 second thing. 
before we start recording. I do think I would like to fucking because this would work because we talked about how our video, obviously right. the 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 whatever the fuck you call this, doesn't fit quite right on TikTok. But yeah, because not to be a narcissist. But as long as I know it would take, if you want to show me how to help do it, I will help do it. Right. I think it would be funny to see how many TikToks we can, like, from, I don't know how long TikTok max is, like a minute? 60 seconds. Is it? I would like to see how many TikTok, TikToks we can make max length that's just me, my part of the screen, and it's just bleeped, just nonstop bleep, and how many times we can catch me saying, fuck. <laughs> just, what the fuck? Like. Just over and over. I would love to see how many minute long videos we can get. I guarantee you, it's at least five. Oh, I get. Well, that's why we're st- we. You know, I posted a few. I had actually the first TikTok video ready to go. Can you put TikTok load TikTok from a PC? Yeah, well, I don't me- see why not. Just go to the website. Okay. Well, you have to give me the login information. I don't have the login. I'll you, give it to you. I have my own. I followed us. I saw that <laughs> you were our second follower. I thought it was a third. Oh, you might be. I don't know. I haven't checked it. Because since we haven't put anything up, I haven't gotten yeah. on there. Uh, I think there's three. Better half. I think Tyler and me. Oh, Tyler's on there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, after last Monday, yeah. Well, better half better fucking be on there. She might be one of the stars. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Because uh, I also want to get, I'm going to use my my under 25-year-old female connections from work and shit. We need to get some merchandise. And I know people, We, you have a good camera. I know other people that have good cameras. We're doing a photo shoot with our merchandise, and we're putting it on all the social media. Sweet. This, without, with us not being the ones that are wearing it. Exactly. Uh, so, but like the, if you go to YouTube, the one video, the 60 second video, uh, the Christmas. Commer- Dude, uh, I know it's you and me, and it's mostly me talking, but what? I was cracking the fuck well, that up was, watching that video. That was the video I told you. I said, I got a TikTok video. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Dude, it's I was cracking the fuck up. Yes. Anybody who's still in this live stream, go to the actual YouTube channel and watch the last upload. It's 59 seconds long. I know it's me, and it sounds narcissistic it's and egomaniacal as shit, but... I'm so glad that we had that conversation and decided to bleep all of the cusses in these clip videos. I was cracking the fuck up hearing how many times you had to bleep me in a 59-second period. Dude. I mean, you had a run in the middle there. Or in the <laughs> yeah, beginning. Where you just you just went, damn, son. Yeah, you looked at me, and then you just looked back down at the computer. It just let me fucking go. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to bleep the shit out of this part. I don't know. I know there's one fucking segment in tonight's video that would make a great one. Yes. But we are doing a lot more clips, and we're bleeping the clips. There's like two. I think I got two clips up. You missed that. a bleep in the first one. Though. That's all right. Fuck it. You missed a shit. It was your shit, actually. I'm not bleeping. I'm you bleeping said something you. about like bull fucking shit, and like it was like bull mm, shit. Like, <laughs> which shit's not that bad. I mean, really, there was two reasons why I wanted to go with the edit with the censorship. It's, One, it's funny. Right. It's funny as fuck. Right. Be- bleeping shit is funny, and two. It gives us the opportunity if we want to expand later and make Eclipse channel. Right. We don't have we don't have to put that explicit tag on it. Right. So that's it. Be sure to share this episode with your friends. I would greatly appreciate. That is how we grow. We have got we got a couple more. Uh, you are a mod, aren't you? Sorry. What? I thought I thought we made Gonzo a mod. I don't fucking know. Right oh. click on his name. 
Oh wait, go to the 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 triple dot at the end of his name. Oh, Jesus. Well, I'm just I'm making our life easier for later. Come on. I, I, Add moderator. Because that way he can go in and he can uh, clear chats for us. So we don't have to do it. And yeah. he's here every week anyway. Sweet. Now we don't have to worry about clearing chats. Gonzo can do it as long as he's in here. Let's fuck. We can make Tyler one next time too. There we go. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Be sure to share. Be sure to follow on all our social medias. Uh, Twitter. Night underscore at night underscore ghost. We do have a Facebook page, Ghost in the Night podcast, I believe. That's actually getting a little bit more active. We are both trying a little bit harder on I've that. made it a point to actually post on there. Twitter is actually a little bit more active as well. Yeah, Twitter's been doing pretty well. Yeah. Um, I hate how Twitter numbers go up and down so drastic. Yeah, like, so, like, not drastically, but it's just like you can check it five minutes apart and you'll lose two followers and gain fucking four. Like, for our live stream, <laughs> uh, Viewers, we apologize for the piss poor internet connection. But if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast app, whether it be Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, right <laughs> iHeartRadio, uh, and you want to catch a live stream or catch the video versions of the podcast, be sure to become a subscriber and like and all that happy shit on the YouTube channel, Ghost of the Night. That would be greatly appreciated. Other than that, we're out of here. We'll see you next week, probably. In a few weeks, we might do the Satanism, rock and roll, Hollywood type thing. Mainly rock, the music and Satanism. Ooh, that'd be a good Patreon. What? These, that. That one? You don't want to do a live, do a regular episode? I'd be down to do it live. I just, I feel like that's one where I'm way more apt to like really take the fuck off on rants and get pissed off. Okay, if we do do that on a Patreon episode, for those of you who do not... Uh, we can do both, really. Do not support us on the Patreon, which you can do that at patreon.com slash GITM podcast. Uh, you get premium content there, uh, a review, horror review show, and maybe this next ep- or this episode about satanic music. Yeah. Death metal and all Check that Check out shit. the Patreon, everybody. It's literally two fucking dollars. Yes, and you get... Or for material. five dollars, you get a sticker. You get, yes. Eat a dick. <laughs> oh, that motherfucker's going. It's coming through that fucking whatever it is. It's going to uh, get a shot if it does. There's a bunch of uh, videos there that aren't available on the YouTube channel. So if you want access to them, be sure to go to that uh, Patreon. And uh, what was that? I was going to say, oh, I did get a oh Jesus, a message. Oh, I, I've been busy working. I did get a uh, Twitter message from somebody this week. Um, Orion, he's fairly local. He was asking about. I don't know Sa- if I saw that. He was asking about Saddam's vector, Saddam's little rectory. We were talking about it a couple episodes ago, and he said he'd be down to go. But actually, I don't think you can get it. They don't allow people in for uh, investigations anymore. So I appreciate you sending me a. Uh, I don't even know how to do that. What do you even fucking check DMs? Sorry, we can talk about it later. I just, I just I'm, I, I'm I new to fucking Twitter. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out. We love you. Thank you so much. And I'll lick we, your face in person. I if swear we to God. do, uh, we we've talked about doing some investigations. Uh, we might. He said he'd be down to go. So we actually have a decent list of people that'd be down. Well, to we go. might have well, to break, on different ones. We might have to break it up too. 
Well, this is the first I'm hearing of this one. Because, right. like I said, I don't even... I, I don't fucking know how Twitter works, dude. Right. All right. We will see you uh, next week. We love you. Take care, everybody. Possibly say, this week. Say bye, Travis. Bye, Travis. Bye, Travis.